Echo's Box Podcast is not meant to be or claiming to be a good place for therapeutic advice. The host is not a licensed therapist and is not offering any services or advice related to mental health in a professional manner. The content discussed on Echo's Box is commonly highly explicit due to the real nature of expressing honest emotions. While we don't mean to offend anyone, the reality is these discussions might be triggering to many people. Out of respect for all, please do not listen if this content isn't right for you, and forgive us if you have a poor experience. Keep your brain healthy. We're starting this off a little weird. Uh, normally, we do our disclaimer and then go to an intro and then dive right in, right? Uh, this time, we're going to have kind of like an intro to an intro to an intro. <laughs> um, so uh, that's because this is my first episode having a guest on. So I have my friend, the the wonderful Looney Boo, and her fiance Joe, and we just have a beautiful, beautiful conversation that I'm so excited for you to experience. And um, I hope I hope you really enjoy it. Um, with that though, there were a couple of audio things that are come that come new with having more microphones and stuff like that. So I, I managed to EQ out a lot of stuff and get rid of a lot of weird bumps and noises and and did my best to get rid of like some weird room noise. Uh, and I think it came out pretty good, but now I know what to do a little bit better for next time. So that said, if you do notice some weird audio glitches and hiccups, don't worry, I'm aware of it. it they literally could not be removed, but uh, don't worry, nothing should shock you and scare you audibly. Uh, there was nothing that, that significant. Overall, it came out really good and I'm super excited for it. Um, in addition to that, we recorded this in my sanctuary space, which is where I think I'm going to have all my guests from now on, as long as they're like physically here, unless it's like a remote thing. Um, the sanctuary space is where I do all of my ritual work and there's a bunch of fun knickknacks in there and, and all kinds of stuff. Obviously I do it throughout my house, but this is my primary space. But uh, in addition to this being my primary space filled with all my stuff, I'm also holding some stuff for a mutual friend of mine and Looney's. And um, like I said, we get into a lot of shenanigans and that includes pre and post recording and Looney just left uh, this friend a wonderful message, and she's somebody who we we love very much, and and I, I absolutely adore her. She's radiant. She's full of the best energy, and she she's someone I believe truly deserves the best in life. So I wanted to leave that message in as just a general energy of positivity out there, and and also for her, of course, I'll send it to her on on their own accord. But uh, this is just someone who's so deserving, and I wanted to kind of lead us in with that, and then we'll dive in. So. Um, hopefully this is a, a message that you kind of feel some um, mutual love and, and respect and, and kindness for. And uh, it's a great example of how I think others should treat their friends and their loved ones. So, yeah, uh, we're going to lead in with that and dive right into things. So thanks for listening. Hey, Tiff. Um, if you happen to get this little clip, clip, I hope you know that you're very beautiful and everything that you own is energetically beautiful. I love you, girly. Mwah. Take care of yourself. Eat some food. <laughs> You're now listening to Heavy Like a Witch by All Them Witches. Go support them if you like this type of music. This uh, song was picked by our guest today, so thank them for that. This is episode 10 uh, with Looney Boo. That's the title of the episode. That's what we're going with. 
Uh, we're going to have some cool music that she picked at the beginning. I'll add in a little bit about that once uh, that's been selected, and we'll kind of go from there. But we're just going to dive right in. We've got uh, we've been talking for a couple hours now, just hanging out, and uh, it kind of inspired me to just centralize a, a goal for what to talk about today. But we're going to go all over the place. But the big thing is, since I started introducing ceremonial magic as a topic into the podcast, um, it's it's I mentioned it's going to be more of a focal point because it really intertwines with my uh, specific mental health problems and uh, how it's benefited me in a lot of ways. And uh, it's just really fundamental. And, you know, I preface kind of the reference to the book that will be coming out hopefully soon. Uh, fundamental magic. That's that's what it is. There's no dogma in it. There's no my personal work. It's just literally here's the formulas. Here's what they mean. Here's what they do. And here's how they work. And you direct your own path from there. And so that's what really kind of got me out of a lot of ruts. And that's what keeps me growing. So we're going to kind of talk about how to get into that uh, and then go from there. So uh, without further ado, I introduce Looney Boo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, where do we even start right now? Because you started off with a wonderful introduction. Can I just <laughs> please do that real quick? Like, wow. Um, it is amazing to be here with you. And I, I've had a wonderful time just hanging out so far and just talking about everything that we have. And I'm sure you have a million ideas and questions ready to put out here for these people. Um, you know, I'm glad to be here right now because... I'm excited to share my, not my personal experiences, but just overall experiences about my mental health, how magic has helped me with the path that I've gone down, you know, things that trauma has helped me heal more than it has damaged me. It is, is honestly impeccable. And I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you for being here, doing what you're doing. I mean, you, you seem to be healthy, happy, and you're, doing this wonderful podcast (laughs) (laughs) so on on that note of being kind of diving into the the benefiting yourself and your mental health with magic how could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice what do you what do you kind of align with where are you kind of going where do you see yourself? you don't have to get too detailed but whatever you want i mean i i would kind of consider myself a um a practitioner of all magic I personally don't want to dive into any certain religion. I don't want to dive into set rules. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that are really set on, you need to be Wiccan. You need to be pagan. You you, you just need to be a witch. And it's not always down to that. It's always just about learning who you are, the power that you have within yourself, and what can you set for yourself and make that goal. And that itself is just magic. A lot of people don't take the time to understand that drinking water every day is just giving your body the nutrients and that is working with the water element you know it's it's amazing it's amazing um (laughs) it is amazing (laughs) (laughs) uh you know they're always getting me i swear (laughs) if you know you know um (laughs) you know there's a lot of people that talk about shower magic taking a shower can cleanse you cleanse your aura your physical body help heal you and it's all about affirmation believing and speaking into it and just thinking that you can create this positivity for yourself and once you start believing it you really start to to feel better you start to feel that glow and i mean yeah once in a while the blue moon comes you know it's natural Everybody gets these emotions, and especially with the way that the world is right now, you know, you can't help but just get in that cycle of 
emotions. It's natural. We have to embrace it. We have to love it and just come to terms with it. And that, I, I love that. Working with myself, it's, it's a powerful thing. It puts you on a path that only you can answer to. And it's not like you, you're terrified of the outcome because the only person you're going to disappoint is yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you have to come back and go, well, damn. I hope, you know, I'm not that mad at myself because I love me. Or at least I hope you love me or from your perspective as the guest and you. But, yeah. That, that's something that I, I talk about very frequently uh, with, uh, you know, my experiences with major depressive disorder. It's, it's very hard for me to love myself. I have to be yeah. purposefully kind to myself, show myself actions of love. Because As I it can be. In turn, you know? and, and, but that's my tool right now to work towards breaking that because I, I still can't feel it. But what's cool about magic is that's helping me work through that at yeah. the subconscious level and working through like therapy stuff too. It's like realizing, oh, you weren't nurtured how you needed to be by your parents. or you didn't have. It's not because you didn't have love or you didn't have even say have a good life. I mean, that's relative. I'm not yeah. talking about myself, but the your mom could have been been the best just mom hypothetical ever. Super, you know super loving it doesn't matter who the hell your but, parents are it's, right. it's who you are you know and how you choose to grow up in your environment and i mean yeah we we most of us have had shitty environments if you've grown up in between that millennial and gen x generation i'd We've gone through this wave of technology, mm-hmm. bullying one of another for our social appearances, how we communicate. It's torture out here. And yeah. I can't blame people for feeling the way that they do. I, I feel the way that I feel some ways. And I just can't describe it some days, but that's okay. You know, you're allowed to feel that way. As for anybody else that's listening to this. Yeah, I mean, because your emotions are abstract and they're valid. If you feel it, you feel it. Now, you may mm-hmm. want to step back and be like, why do I feel this? Yeah, it's acknowledge. It's hurting you, but uh, yeah, feel it. Cry, yeah. laugh, like do the emotion. And and with people who have a- that kind of mental illness blockage, there are some emotions that you can't process. You'll know when you do because you've had practice experiencing those other emotions that you can feel. You know what that's like. So as soon as that happens for you, as long as you continue to work on yourself, the whole goal is to get there. I can't promise you you will because I'm not there. How the fuck would I know? Yeah, but, I mean, but everybody's that's, their that's own the goal. person. That's what I'm shooting for. And that's what I want everybody else to shoot for. <laughs> I, understandable. I mean, everybody's their own person, you know. And hell, do whatever the fuck you want to do because the only person that's going to be mad or happy is you. Mm-hmm. It, you make your money. You live on your own. You know, if you happen to be underage and you're listening to this, Take the time while you can to be a kid and enjoy it because it sucks being an adult, okay? And for those adults that are listening to this, you know, take the time to love yourself. Go take a walk, rent a bike, do something. Do something that will get you off your phone, off your games, out of the house. Just enjoy nature for what it is and you'll already be partaking and just magic and helping yourself. I didn't even think I was going to bring this up, but you prompted a really <laughs> uh, terrifying thing in a good way, a very yeah. positively terrifying thing that I'm hopefully going to start and will hopefully be of a huge yeah. benefit. And um, I'm scared to it because I'm scared to death. Uh, but the idea is I saw it somewhere uh, on one of the various social media sites that exist. To take a pick. There's a lot of ads that come through, but this ad was what I wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was for a book. Uh, or no, it was, it was some quotes from a therapist book mm-hmm. and she was talking about methods to practically love yourself and they got into a topic in that that is romance yourself, date you, 
go yeah. date yourself. Like, yeah. And like, I love other people to death. Like, I love being romantic with people. I love it's giving wonderful. all that. In. But why have I never done that to myself? Why can't? I, why do I give that away to because everybody else? Because you might feel guilty. And, and yes. I know that sounds silly, but you no. might feel guilty and selfish yes. because you you get to spend this money on watching somebody else smile, but it's not like you have a mirror standing there watching yourself smile. Exactly. So you feel like you're not really expressing or feeling that emotion, but in reality, you are. Yeah. And you just have to stand back. And I mean, you know, even if that's just taking a second to just understand, hey, you know, I'm okay to be alone. And I'm having a wonderful time outside in this little fucking breeze chilling by myself, drinking a fucking drink on the fucking beach, where, whatever you decide to do. You know what I mean? Like, hypothetically, I'm running with ideas. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to introduce? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. So I had, I had brought my boyfriend, um, actually my fiance. We, we've been talking about getting engaged for the past three months. And um, it's, you know, I'm terrified of divorcing, you know. <laughs> It is hectic. I'm terrified of being divorced. So I want to push back that date as long as possible. So that way I know it's certain. I know it's terrible, but... (laughs) But this is Joe, and I'm going to invite him to the cast. Um, On the topic of selfishness and emotions, there are a lot of our generation that have grown up with the mental construct of selfishness is bad and emotions are weak Mm -hmm. and i believe that is a foolish foolish um mindset way of thinking yeah it's it's a foolish mindset and way of thinking because it it limits yourself and how you can go to -to day-to-day life yeah i I, especially the first part of what you said there really resonated with me immediately because that's exactly why i'm in the state i'm in and the is is very foolish because you the whole beauty of life is when you're able to control how you respond to life you can be you can choose to be happy and when it's time to be sad you can choose to be sad but to the romancing yourself point one of the things that they recommend trying which i'm it's so cheesy but that's why i love it um write love notes to yourself think about how you felt about your crush in high school for the first time and write sweet little notes to yourself you know i i used to do like little love doodles and i know that sounds like a little crazy and like fangirly but i used to do these like little love doodles and looking back on it they're sedules obviously to to me (laughs) now but I, i was doing these like little love doodles and like it was just like it made me so happy it made me feel good and I would, con- I continue to still do them to this day without even genuinely recognizing until saying it right now, honestly. And it's, it's mind baffling at the little things that we do and we don't take for appreciation for ourselves, like brushing our teeth every morning. Mm-hmm. You could be looking in the mirror and just admiring how beautiful your eyes are, whether they're brown, blue, hazel. I mean, every eye is gorgeous and nobody, nobody else is you. You know, and Nobody. you got to love that. Mm-hmm. It's it's important. And I'm glad that you had brought that up because it's it's a very big key on acceptance. It's, it's a huge key on growth because that's something because of the mental blockage I have that I am fighting the hardest because everything else kind of comes naturally if I put in the work. Understand. I still have to put in the work, but it's not there's nothing blocking me uh, chemically. So it's like, all right, well, let's work through that because you know how to process everything else. And so, like, doing these kind of activities, like, thinking about to how you treat others in positive ways and just doing that for yourself. And 
I hope that works really well, and I'm excited to try to start writing those little cheesy notes to myself. So see if it makes me smile in the morning. See if it makes me feel more loved. I'm super stoked for that. If you're forgetful enough with the um, with your day to day life, the uh, love notes would be actually be like coming from someone else. Yeah, you just right, hide yeah. them from yourself. Put them in your jean pocket. You'll forget about it the week later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a good idea, though. You know, there's a lot of for- forgetful minds out there, and I am one of them, honestly, because I can't tell you how many crystals I've found in my dryer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so sorry for them, but yikes. Um, but, yeah, I, what else you got? So let's let's kind of dive into some magic. So I'll, I'll kick us off so you can kind of get a vibe for where we're going. Um, but I'm going to kind of talk about – I'm not going to go into my whole fucking life story because that's not – what we're here for nobody wants that but uh i do kind of want to start at the pinnacle of when i started diving into ceremonial magic and i'll touch on a little background as well okay. so from the get-go uh especially just talking to the listeners of the podcast like uh i knew i wanted this to be not only mental health but philosophy theology uh and obviously esotericism ceremonial magic would throw it, all the stuff's cool yeah. if it's weird it's cool bring it my way like i'll interview musicians hey um, i'm down I'm, but, bring me in because the whole thing is is shared experiences it doesn't really have to matter too much what the focus is but those are you know some of my passions and and as a result of that um it's very important to kind of uh talk about the the slight a slight bit of entry to where i got because i didn't just oh i found a book on magic i'm a wizard now that's not how that fucking works it was very difficult it does not work like that ladies and gentlemen please take notes it is hard work and i am proud of you for getting where you are because you know i've been working i'm not a book nerd book nerd personally and you your little library just amazes me. I, I don't know how you hold so much knowledge in your mind. It's uh, mind-baffling. I, I can tell you how to do it. It's a cheat code. Oh, God. <laughs> You've hacked the Matrix? Yeah, I've hacked the Matrix. Oh, dude. Lord. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's literally just because uh, when you don't sleep and your brain is able to multitask, Mm. You retain a lot of stuff. But at the same time, the actual cheat code is this is how I, I got good at like my professional courses. This is just a good general tip. So, I, you know, listeners who know that, that my career, I do hacking, I do a lot of technical stuff, computer science. Um, the fuck I know every single line of fucking code. That shit's it's hard. <laughs> Nobody fucking knows that. I'm a senior. Like, if you're an entry level person right now, feeling like, oh, this is overwhelming. Yeah, it is. It stays that way. <laughs> so, what you have to learn to do is understand the fundamental concept of what of what is going on and be able to just look it up because it's documented <laughs> somewhere. Because you think the guys who made it know it? No. Mm. We're all the same. That's how we ended up here. We're all lost yeah. together. But <laughs> I feel that, though. I mean, I get it. It's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to find with what you want when, when you don't have necessary resources or the guidance to take you where you want. And it's it's good that you've been able to find those sources and the guidance that you've now have have the access to because you're not only providing for your spirituality but you're providing for your physical and mental health and it's important yeah and and the the whole thing with like the books and retention it's like that's the chicos i don't really retain i retain the formula i retain the fundamental and i maintain the location so and i do memorize things that i'm actively doing so like right now i could i I mean i've done it this is my daily now. I can genetically back. natural. Yeah, I can stay up right here <laughs> and then immediately start doing the fucking uh, lesser banishing ritual hex- hexagram, cobblestone cross, oh, and then invoking reverse again over and over and over yeah. again fifty million times. I've got it, all the angels memorized, it. and it's not a lot, 
but if you just started it, it was hard for me to remember. If you just started, then yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of beginners that talk about deities and about how it's scary. And then once you're to that point, you're like, well, damn, why was everybody tripping? You know, it's because you had to build. You have to work your way up. And it, it, if you're not to that level or not necessarily like level like a video game, but if you're not up to that frequency level and able to connect with yourself, then you're not fully going to be able to connect with anything else. And that is a, a really important thing because if not, you could be hurting yourself physically and mentally. And it's it's just draining and exhausting and it definitely doesn't help on anything with your mentality, especially if it's already you know laying on the ground and can't get up. Mm-hmm metaphorically speaking of course but yeah yeah i mean that, and that's why the fundamentals really are just so important because if that, you that, can't possibly know where to go if you don't know where to start and that that's rule the starting point. that rule that those steps yeah you have, have a, uh... you have to have an understanding of um where to focus and exert your energy and if you don't have the fundamentals down you're just going to be exerting your energy for nothing it's just going to it not necessarily backfire or do anything harmful to you but you you know you will get tired and it will just exert yourself yeah rather than growing mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that yeah so oh i want to so the the book i recently posted in the the facebook group was uh was uh, the magus and i was so glad i found that and mm-hmm. i because of my beginning to practice this whole uh physically romancing myself type of thing therapeutically uh my, one of my rules I have is anytime I go to buy something on Amazon, <laughs> I have to buy a book. Okay. Otherwise, See, if I can't afford both. I like that. If I can't afford I, both and it's not a thing I need, like I dog food or something. I like that. Then I, I don't might buy it. steal that rule, though, <laughs> now because, you know, I've been hesitating on buying books, buying things that I need for my growth. And I've just, I've been kind of lacking right now in my spirituality because I'm focusing more on my physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. And that is that is okay you know especially during this mercury retrograde okay (laughs) if this comes out you know around the time that it's still going on hope you're fine (laughs) everybody on the podcast knows how how my mind's been going (laughs) i mean it's uh, it's understandable though it's hella relatable i can't even get into that right now honestly (laughs) (laughs) but i definitely agree with that and it's just it's important to understand your fin- uh, your fundamentals, your steps, where where your limitations are. And it's not about what other people's limitations are because they're always going to be different. There's always going to be people that are going to continuously push their limits and push yours. And you got to learn to put up boundaries. It's, it's important. Hella important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going, going off fundamentals, kind of where, where I got started with all this was um, – I, I was I grew up actually nothing pretty much like pseudo Christian agnostic like my family was just a good old southern family it was like pray to God pray to Jesus but they didn't actually read the Bible or go to church like they were those kinds uh, understandable and uh, but that but my grandma would have me read the Bible as a child and I I just it was just for literary and that's how I got good at reading and writing <laughs> but uh, that was hard it was hard as shit it was the King James version I was five like what do you I can barely read words what do you want from me but. Um, it, it was 
I, that's kind of where where I got spiritual roots, and over time, that's how the family just became generally spiritual. They just kind of reference God and Jesus because that's acceptable by where yeah. we live. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. I respect. I respect all of my Christian friends, my yeah. family, like my great grandmother. She is a um, a sister of a church of a South Baptist church, and uh, she has been clarified legally blind. So she hasn't been able to go to church for like the past seven, eight years, but they still call her mm-hmm. every Sunday, put her on speaker and just let her pray to whoever and wherever. She believes coldheartedly that God has given her the hands to send out prayers and to heal and to do, provide with whatever. And she, kid me not, she told me that she could feel when God is touching her and he is in her presence. And it's like she can see a man, but it's not like it's a man. And I kind of feel like, you know, she just might be clairvoyant, but we're perceiving it as in a different way because, you know, I'm not technically Christian, but I still want to believe in her faith. So I, I love that you told that story because that bleeds excellently into yeah. how I grew. Understandable. I, my grandmother, um, not my grandmother, but my mother, um, she grew, she raised me as an atheist. Mm-hmm. I grew up with no religion. I didn't grow up with church. I didn't grow up with thinking about God, honestly, unless it was at my great-grandmother's house, which was like maybe once a month. I mean, you know, hypothetically, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but every time that it would pop up, it was just kind of like my mom was in the back of my head telling me I shouldn't do these things. And, you know, I kind of regret not searching into it at a younger age because I feel like I've I could have helped myself with everything that had happened down the road but at the same time you know there was a reason why things had happened down the road and there's a reason why I'm learning things now because I didn't learn those things then you know it's yeah. it, it, it just all comes back into place if you don't learn it then it'll come back around yeah yeah and that on the the note of the um kind of like where, where I'm describing the whole learning to love yourself process. Yes, part of that is like a, a mental thing, but it's also people don't necessarily lack that just for a chemical reason. For all I know, yeah. I that's going to work great for me. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's so worth trying. I mean, it, it's probably out there right now yeah. manifesting, for you, manifesting for you. And it's just, it's, you're waiting to be claimed for it. But, you know, hypothetically speaking, you don't really know. It's just all about your affirmation and what you're saying and how you're believing it and where your energy is going. Yeah, so you're teaching your, and this is the way my, my therapist kind of describes it, is uh, it's on a practical sense, you are teaching yourselves the things that you didn't experience before. So yeah. it's okay that you didn't experience you're allowed it. It's time to, to learn them. You're allowed you to father learn. and mother yourself. And I mean, hell, I'm doing it. Yeah. So why can't anybody else? And you know, it's an important part to to grow for yourself you know it 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 shapes you outside of the people that raised you to who you are you get to finally experience life as a free bird or hypothetically speaking yeah i'm not a fucking bird (laughs) but um you know you get to sit down and experience things and you get to pick and choose with what you want to do with your life you can't sit here and let other people direct you forever because are you really living? No, no not at all. Live you. Absolutely, <laughs> and it, it's just miserable living like that. You, it's time to start picking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so as I would kind of go through that throughout uh, 
high school and stuff, I, I went to like mm-hmm. the youth group because they I had a group of friends that were accepting, and that I'm was sure a that's safe place nice. to go. And it was it was it was good. And I kind of fell into the whole uh, Southern Baptist dogma for a while. And if you want a cheat code to get really good at theology really quick, join be, a church. No, be an <laughs> asshole youth kid at a Baptist church. <laughs> And then, and then stick oh, with all the yeah. other weird assholes. And then as you grow into a mature adult and, you know, become emotionally aware of yourself and stop being an asshole, uh, you connect with some actual cool people who really know theology and they teach you stuff. Oh. That's the cheat code. <laughs> uh, so I got to learn oh. really young. Um, and... Don't beat yourself up for any of that, though. Seriously. No, no you know, we're all I mean, assholes in high school. Hey, I mean, that. honestly, we all got one. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Used it earlier, but <laughs> uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so I, I went from that, and a lot, a lot of my uh, kind of foundation for ceremonial magic, uh, the reason I connected to that so much was because of the background I had and mm. the things map one to one with like saints and stuff. Not, not or even. Not e- not I mean, that. like it's just yeah. like it's the first thing that pops into my head, and I don't mean to inter- inter- interrupt you, but mm-hmm. it's like. The first thing that pops into my head is thinking of like Saint Michelangelo yeah. or like um, f- uh, God, I can't even remember his name. It starts with an A. Augustine. Okay, and he's got like a like a little round cap and like the pictures. I can't think <laughs> of his like his actual you know figuration, but like mythology wise, he yeah. has like a almost like a horseshoe hair. Right. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of him. I'm sure yeah. he'd hear this and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so that'll, that'll be another topic for another day. I'll Absolutely. talk about what uh, saints actually are in, in deeper context with the Kabbalah. Definitely but not for today. that is not, I, no. It's, yeah, but, it's my fault. But, it, but it's really, but what, you, what you're saying is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the imagery mapped and, and my, my favorite teacher, I cannot get enough of Damien Eccles. He, 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 when when I was watching him describe it on the Midnight Gospel, um, mm. he 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 said, "I love Duncan Trussell." Oh God, <laughs> Duncan Trussell, please come on the podcast. Please, <laughs> please Duncan Trussell, if you hear this, you're the um, only one I actually we... kind of know how to contact. I know you don't know me, and that sounds really creepy, but trust me, it's legitimate. <laughs> Look, I don't know how to contact you, Duncan Trussell, but I I will telepathically get on your level. That that's more dangerous than me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I think he'd be like a cool free bird, you know, like just chilling. Duncan Trussell is a beautiful being. I believe you, it. I, marry me. Um, Come on to the podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, but what he was talking about in that episode was, was basically how uh, you have Eastern traditions like Hinduism and Buddhism and all that mm. kind of stuff and their imagery. And when you're uh, a person that's born in those regions, and that's mm-hmm. what you're used to, you're used to the monkey's yeah. uh, signs, you're used to the elephants, you're used to all the, the representation and symbolism that they use in Eastern culture. Yeah. What uh, ceremonial magic did over time, over the years, uh, it was founded in a lot of the Kabbalah and then branched out to like other subjects of, of magic and, and became what it is. But when yeah. it was first in its infancy, it was pulling from uh, ancient Sumer, Egypt, and what later became the Christian practices based on all that. And when when that all happened, it's like, oh, we developed Eastern iconography because now we're going to the East. See, now, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but for a while now, I I thought that um, ceremonial magic had gained a lot of its roots from like Aztecs, Greek, and like a lot of polytheism, excuse my terrible wording, I don't know how to pronounce it. The the, the P word. Polytheism. Polytheism. (laughs) Um, oh, well, who gives a shit? Um, (laughs) 
Um, but I, I feel like it was just taking out a good root of like everything that it felt comfortable with, everything that just kind of like universally fit with everything that just simply connected like it does with runes from Egyptian, uh, Egyptian lettering, you know, it just kind of like so happenly connects with their symbolisms into the rune shapes, you know what I mean? Like I can't think of the ones off the top of my head, but I'm sure, sure you would know. But yeah, and and there honestly there are uh, because over time of course magicians add in their own additional information, and that's actually beneficial in a lot of it's ways. It's been a it long can... time since people have you know yeah. started this off, and now here we are in twenty twenty two. It's new age modern paganism. I'm, right. I don't even know what this. We have ha- witch talk now. Like, yeah, fuck? like what is happening? <laughs> I, I'm crazy. I, I, you know, I used to look at these like weird vampire witch girls on Tumblr at like 12, 13 and you know, used to envy them. And now it's like a witch talk thing. And it's like, yo, when this trend hit back and I didn't know we were replaying for a while. I swear. It's everybody just jumped back into the scene era. <laughs> a little bit. I'm not, I'm not too upset about it. But. I, I mean, neither. I can't lie. I'm, I'm rocking this hair. This is how I grew up to begin with. But the, um, So the... Yeah, well, what you're saying is right because a lot of magicians over time would interject their own experiences and there's benefit to that, but there's also danger. Mm, Uh, And the danger is that uh, if they add too much to the formula that was just for themselves, just for their path. Like greediness? Yeah, Yeah. it it could be anything like that. But yeah, greediness would be a very detrimental one, right? Um, So they construct a ritual for wealth and it was for their own personal goal of wealth Mm. and greed. Maybe that's good for them and their path, who knows? But if you do that, and that's not for you, you're going you're gonna to get fucked up with it. It's not good. Um, and that's why Crowley is so hard to read, for example, um, because he, he interjects a lot of his own stuff. So he, But what's nice is he does provide the whole formula. You just have to uncover his gobbledygook, throw it out to the side for a second. Then you can, once you understand the formula, you can bring back in his context and you can decide, yeah. you can actually make a logical decision. Hey, was that just his path? Or, or was is that, that actually like part an of actual this, that he had a revelation on? Understandable. That goes along with the uh, a lot of the uh, old artists from back then that were like Crowley. Uh, a lot of their words have to be deciphered to find what you're looking for. So it, it's made that you have to read the whole book and go back on it multiple times. H.P. Lovecraft. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he did a lot of stuff on uh, Cthulhu. Yes. You know, and, and there's like an, a whole entire cult right now for just Cthulhu. And I have a buddy of mine, no names, named right now because I don't know, you know. Um, but, whoa. You didn't hear that. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, there's a whole cult for, like, Cthulhu. And it's it's immaculate because there's people out here that are going off words off, off of a book that was created, like, 50 fucking years ago by some man that was probably coked the fuck up. Yeah. No offense, but... Crowley pro- fucking... You know what I mean? Like, the, I sat, <laughs> I've sat down and I've read a whole bunch of Crowley books and a lot of it just kind of, like what in the world am I doing? And as a solitary practitioner, it's it's confusing, it's misleading, yep. and it's dangerous. Yep. It, it is terribly dangerous because you could be trying to connect with something out of one of these books thinking, you know, it's going to be kind, it's going to be nice, it's going to give me the love that I need, et cetera, et cetera, and then you're screwed. Right. And then you have nothing that you can do. And that's 
another point to the fundamentals is learning those steps on who you are, where, what you're doing, what your voice is, and what's going on, you know? Because it's just those fundamentals are so important. That's what I'm so happy that the the modern writers for a lot of the books that the good books can that, actually sit down and discover these things yes, and break them down in the break that exactly yes. so that's why i always say and this is this is because this is also the only path i know but it just seems logical that if you are going off of not you're just like if you're a book person like kind of like we're talking about mm-hmm. if you're not you can just go off your vibes and figure it out um i can't yeah. really help you because I, mean, I am a book person but hey i'm right here and i'm i'm all vibes you know <laughs> like i go off off vibes and i try to you know fluctuate between what's what and I, I i ask questions i sit down and i learn i meditate wherever the fuck i am i don't give a shit where i am i'll sit down in the middle of walmart if i need to if i feel a bad vibe and i'll try to figure it out but i mean if i can't then i'm gonna try to move on and protect myself because it's important there's boundaries that need to be set down and lied yeah those are the fundamentals of I, absolutely again <laughs> fundamentals i feel like that's going to be a main topic on this is fundamentals well, we're talking about kind of origins so in a way yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but i mean it's just i i think overall you know i don't know man <laughs> yeah no the so it's like a lot that's why I'm, I'm super happy about the the modern writers because they do break it down the way they do and what's nice is once you have those fundamentals now you can go recruit yeah, because you're, you're gonna you're gonna already be confident in your practice. And what you've you're experienced doing. what worked and what you're doing. And you're, you're, I mean, you have your, your no offense set. to Michael Ford, but it's the same way with him. Yeah. You know, he is a a dark practitioner, and he it, a lot of people would consider it dark magic, black magic, etc. Whatever you're comfortable with, but to me, it is just a form of magic, mm-hmm. and it's you have to be not specifically trained or taught how to do things but just to get those fundamentals down be able to learn the knowledge that you need and continue on your practice and take what you want not necessarily want but like you know out of the respect kindness and do what you will without causing as much harm as possible fucking up the universe you know there's people out there throwing all kinds of negative and ill will intentions is not truly understanding where they're throwing it at where is it going in the end and where is it going to go in the long run you know like there's always got to be the beginning middle and end well it's the scariest thing about that and that and not in like a really profound way or anything but yeah it's it's that most people are doing that because everybody does magic whether they're yeah. or not. So they're, but it, in a way it balances out because there, there are enough people just being that are good human beings that yeah. are everybody does magic just by interacting with the world day to day. So they're putting out good energy just tangentially yeah. off the side. Understandable. But, but the majority I would see based on how things are playing out, of course I have no fact in this, uh, does seem a lot more negative because they mm. whether they are intentionally doing it or not, they're doing it. Well, I mean, I, I kind of have to blame social media on this yeah. and I kind of have to blame a lot of our, not political faces, but our our corporate and high fancy... The, the influencing bodies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The influencing bodies of how they prevent themselves, how, they, how they're showing the world on what they're doing and, you know trying to just make a quick buck now that's mostly what it is is making a quick buck it's not sitting down and actually connecting with one another and i I mean right now it's kind of like in that middle phase of where you have those like 
millennials that are trying to those psychonauts honestly like that huge wave of psychonauts are coming out and they're talking about these experiences with love and light and not everything is just magic but there is love out there there is something better than just feeling sorry for yourself and I, I there's a point to feeling sorry for yourself and feeling like you're allowed to feel that way but at a point you also have to go I'm fucking done yeah. I need to feel good and I need to be proud of who I am and what I'm doing it almost feels like uh, a maturing or even possibly mature because we're, we're opening up to but to like I'm sure Joe Rogan would the... agree <laughs> <laughs> But but it's it's that to to reflect like what we had in the seventies and eighties, but that didn't make yeah. it. But this feels a lot more. Refined. Well, I mean, the seventies and eighties had a whole bunch of more shit going on. Yeah. You know, they had they had racial issues going yeah. on. They and had that, political that issues that was going on. For. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had a whole bunch of. Well, right now we have a whole bunch of war going on. In the midst of all of this eye openings. And, and you know, the government had actually recently, um, like a year or two ago, had re- released um, a astro projection manual. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's what the CIA says. Yes. It was blacked out documents that they uh, had to release because, you know, they, you can only keep things private so long. So they uh, released a whole bunch of documents talking about the MK Ultra and the Harvard studies. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, like, that just kind of brings up to my mind of, you know, that was made back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And now it's being released for us to sit down and acknowledge and discover. But... Is it a trickery? That's the biggest question between these millennials is, is it a trickery or is it honesty? And I, I think that's where I kind of draw a line because mm-hmm. to a point, it can be trickery, but it is honesty. You, there is a world out there. We just have to be able to access it and understand what's our mind and what's not. Yeah. Because it's a, our mind is a bigger thing than we can actually comprehend. The it's, fact that we can create even just by thinking. Absolutely. That, that's the that's the minimal. There was a um a lot of stuff like she was talking about the trickery between the um you know them letting out fake documents. Uh, I hear a lot of people say that those documents were released or were being tested on so that the spies being sent over from Russia during the time would be misled and start researching and spend wasting time into things that you know were useless to the government at that point yeah well it, it doesn't matter which way you kind of view the conspiracy because on one side either we were actually doing it and that's the result or on the other side the trickery worked and impacted somebody in another nation yeah so it happened either way i you mean either, bet at least if even if it's one percent of people yeah one, i mean either country, way it, it, it's oh, happening i do believe that I do believe that, you know, we did do the studies, but I don't think that, you know... Actually using it for anything. Yeah, yeah, actually using well, it. I mean, okay, not to bring up Joe Rogan in another podcast right now, but... Hey, Joe. Hey. I'll talk to you, too. <laughs> but he was talking to a guest one time, um, and I was sitting there watching it, you know, just listening to it. And he was talking about how there's these CIA documents about them getting psychics and mediums um, in like the 60s and 70s and just talking about 
discovering everybody's mentality, trying to find who has a harmful mindset. And then they went out and tried to find them, hunt them down. And they did. They found a whole bunch of people and started questioning them. And they were like, well, what the fuck? How do you even know this? And da 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 And they never even bothered to discover it until... Um, until this dude on Joe Rogan's podcast just started talking about it. And I was like, what the fuck? You sat here and went through all of these documents to discover that they had secret mediums and psychics in the fucking government trying to hack into people's astral place or like, yeah, like frequency brainwaves. And it's, it's scary because we're not, we're not technically allowed to be free, even spiritually, unless you're fighting for it. And once you're done fighting for it and you're continuously pushing on that that little barrier, that bubble, whatever you decide to call it, you know, your personal space, mm-hmm. it's you get to understand and open up and see so much bullshit that is around you and harmful to you. Mm-hmm. Stuff that makes you so toxic you don't even realize. And then, you know, it's like waking up. A lot of people call it the Matrix. I mean, some people just say it's crazy. Okay. I, it's just it's, magic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole goal of a lot of... Our, I say this with uh, very deep respect for the specifics to a given path. But in general, it's, uh, it's all enlightenment. So like whether you're a Christian being saved, whether you're a Buddhist... Uh, praying into enlightenment, whether you're a ceremonial magician working on the great work, mm-hmm. uh, or a thelemite uh, doing that what thou wilt, does not matter. You're wicking going on your natural magic path and uh, and dealing with the divine feminine masculine and making all that peace. It doesn't matter. They all reach enlightenment. That's the end state. The end state. Once everybody gets there, is experiencing ultimately the same thing. Path doesn't really matter. It's what your path is. Mm-hmm. It's who you are. Um back to like it goes back towards uh the social media standpoint about the um the self-love and whatnot there there isn't any anymore and um it goes along the point of why create an atmosphere where they would enlighten their people when enlightenment means that they would wake up to the the bullshit of the world so keep us in a cycle of self-hate and self-projection on everyone around us so we don't focus on the bigger picture of you know hey um maybe we shouldn't be doing these cycles that they're forcing us to do through this stuff oh okay that, so that's perfect i'm gonna i'm gonna take us back to uh kind of the the upbringing with that because what what i love about what you just said is that the whole concept of it being like negated against is how we lost. It's how we get the word esotericism. It's because mm-hmm. uh, the practices over. Because this happened, we have record of this in history, and now it's yeah. just harder to tell. Yeah. The lies look like truths now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking back, twenty twenty, even now, even even if we look back from the present in fifty years and we see it's going on now, we'll yeah. know because it's hindsight. But yeah. that's the only reason we know what was happening. Well, then. I mean, you know, we do that with everything. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's just a just a thing. <laughs> but uh, the but for example, a lot of ceremonial magic practices, like I said, they go all the way back to ancient Sumer. But who was carrying that esoteric knowledge? It was mm. the church. It was the Christian church. Yeah. The Bible is one of the greatest books of magic, and so 
it's it, but but you have to the burning bush that talks to the man about the revolution of life like what the fuck that's not no. magic <laughs> okay buddy you think you think right. jesus uh, was not doing fucking the middle pillar out in the middle of the desert but he made it up i don't have okay nah, bullshit, it, isn't but, it a little <laughs> sketchy that the three nuns like it wasn't it like three women or like three nuns going out to like the hole that he was encaved in and then he just like somehow wasn't there and was re- resurrected yeah it was three women wasn't it yeah, uh, well, it was. Oh, I can't remember who went to check finally, but it yeah. wasn't. I understand. I thought I could remember, like, as a child think, going the over that. Who wrote it was there. I do think it was. Yeah, I I just remember reading as a child three women finding Jesus and or not 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 being able to find Jesus, and they were like, "Well, where is he?" Da 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 da, da. and you know, everybody kind of like freaking out because that's when they came back. Okay, the, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking back at it, it kind of reminds me of Hecate. And I don't mean to bring her up in this podcast, but isn't that amazing that it's somehow, some way, you're just bringing in three maidens that have nothing to do with this story that just happen to know where the fuck Jesus is buried and his body's at? That doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, even if, like, they were fellow christian women how are they even christian women it it wasn't even a thing then so judaism wasn't exactly like were Mm. these what were these women just doing what that's sketchy obviously it's like some divided being that probably granted jesus jesus back here or i probably fucked up his name but (laughs) oh well that dude i don't mean to you know (laughs) i don't mean to offend anybody that's listening to this you know if i'm messing it up excuse me but i it's just not my path and so you know i'm gonna sit down and listen to anybody that's gonna try to teach me it but i'm not gonna go down and sit down read it myself honestly and i don't mean any and, no. and, and honestly, I say it's one of the greatest books of magic, but that's important as a, just more of a joking anecdote. It is it's valid uh, because there is a lot to gain. That's why bibliomancy is even a divination practice to begin with. It was founded in in that concept with the Bible ones and the word. But uh, the, the whole idea of uh, what you observe as reading the text from dogma perspective versus mm-hmm. historical data uh, – puts a big perspective so what a lot of people read the bible as now is very dogma based and you get good theology out of that a lot of times but you also develop a faith which is fine you can do whatever you want with that but what you're not getting is what's the story that's actually being written you're not getting that the, i mean the faith is with everything you know you yeah, can you can, you can take faith with anything there's people that have faith in vikings and they yeah. weren't gods you know yeah. it's just what people do exactly with the um with that whole topic um Back in those days, I mean, who's to tell that magic wasn't more plentiful? Yeah. Like, the world was more pure then. There wasn't as many people. There wasn't as many things destroying nature. Life was at a a standstill of balance for a minute. And that's when, you know, the characters of Jesus and, you know, the maidens came in. Who's to say that, you know, Jesus walked on water, turned water into wine. If, you know, magic was more plentiful back then, you could use magic and those abilities it's just not everyone was capable of it there were yeah I mean, higher even beings if you, there even if you take it completely literally the infinite possibility of it and and not actually having like 
not we only know what we experience now and so yeah. whether you take it as a metaphor whether you take it literally there's still a power that's being rep there's something being representative that is 1000% powerful well i mean like i kind of have a theory on this it now imagine if we were you know psychically open etc and like it was just natural to us you know people mediums and shit like that um you, back in the decades you would already naturally just kind of be psychically open because you don't have this technology yeah. you it, have no yeah i mean yeah. you have yeah. no barrier that is blocking your mental state from growing and going from where it needs to go especially your imagination because that's all you have out there it's just the woods you know whatever you decide to build and that is important that was important <laughs> it is important you know it's just everything that you do back in those age it's it's already magic because you're coming up with these creations and ideas that nobody else has fucking invented so already you're just creating a, a little bit of life that has just been sustaining for god knows how how long you know so i mean that's how i feel about that back in those days you also got to think you know how many schizophrenic people there were because um i mean not even not even that it's just like the lack of light the lack of light you got to think how expensive candle were back then yeah, so on and so forth the only light sources were fire and there weren't many fires back then so you got to think it's just people with abundance magic everywhere sitting in the dark imagine how many things you would see Imagine how many things you move focus? on. You yeah. can do whatever you want. With yeah, exactly. Exactly. Imagine how many things you could communicate with and how many things that you could apply your energy and your gifts to. I get where you're coming from. You have a good point on that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so kind of where, where all that comes from, like talking about the, the Bible and, and, and even that historical context, that's how we got things like Jewish mysticism. Mm -hmm. And that's how we get the, the basic, the fundamentals of ceremonial magic. It explodes from there, but that's why you start there. And that it can be very off-putting, especially if that's if you've never experienced Christianity. But what's nice about it is that in the West, at least, it's, it's very off-putting, mm. I find, when I talk to people in Eastern traditions. Not because they don't like ceremonial magic, but they yeah. don't like uh, the, the references. They kind of feel like, it's like, well, my thing is working better for me. And that's valid. That They're absolutely 1,000% correct on that. Um, but it works really well for Westerners. It would be really easy for me, and it still is, and this is why I love engaging still in the Christian community where I can, um, is not to, I don't, I don't want to give a fuck about what your, your dogma is. I don't care about what your yeah. beliefs are. I want to talk about what you think uh, these symbol, this symbology means because that's yeah. what's important in my practice. Like I'm not there. That, I, I was that. I don't need to dissect your religion anymore. That's yours. It's fine. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is great. I love Jesus. But... Um, <laughs> When mean, it, he's a good guy down, yeah, deep dumb. down at heart he's, he's a good guy, guy. he's just yeah. been screwed over you know and i he's no offense to him but he, he doesn't provide me with what i need and yeah. and not everybody yeah. is for everybody and yeah. that's okay i i, I use christ there are people very too. frequently in, in rituals and that's kind of it now but <laughs> but i mean there are people too you know we gotta love them yeah and the but the I love those those conversations about the iconography though because that's where a lot of the ceremonial magic stuff came from and that's where kind of over time why it became esotericism was like the Catholic Church 
We're doing fucking pentagram rituals all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Satanists took it and flipped it upside down, and now it kind of just means what they, they want it to mean. It's fine. That's valid, too. They've yeah, created it. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they created the shit. It works. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, at the same time, we got that from that, and they, they just kind of said, oh, this is making people too aware. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then shift. Yeah, and shifted it to a more actual religion, not Understandable. A awakening practice. But because of the real trying path to clo- of Christianity. Trying to close it back down to yeah. keep that faith going. Yeah, the I, real path is still enlightenment. It doesn't work for everybody, but for those that it's for, okay. that's how it is. Hypothetically, do you think that there could be a trickster of Jesus for the non-believers uh, inside of the Christian community that is providing this false and fake hope you know, leading them down a down path. And I, I know that sounds like a little crazy, but like every deity has one. And why wouldn't Jesus would it? You know, I mean, he's just as good as anybody else, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he's had so much years, so much um, centuries of manifestation and energy transmuted to him just as a, please accept me, yeah. you know? And that itself is amazing, but... What if it could be harming people that have no idea what true light is? I think you just answered your own question. And that's because that's where the idea of uh, egregorical entities come into play. Mm. Jesus is a little bit on the teetering fence between practices. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but He's just kind of like, yo, it, man, what's up? It Let's doesn't vibe. really matter because what you said is still true. Regardless if it's an egregorical thing or, or an overtime thing, it's uh, some somebody is putting enough energy to it over thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you're damn right. Another group is putting energy into the opposite. One thousand percent. That has to exist, yeah. and and we know it exists because we have specific groups that are explicitly anti. Even if it's yeah. and it's not just ten people, it's millions of people. They're putting that same energy. So yes, there's definitely some kind of energy that exists that is that. It'd be in the same perspective of like the Cthulhu cult as the yeah. Jesus. You know, it's. And uh, as the Satanists, you know, they communi- they created their own belief. They created their own thing to look yeah, forward to. It's not, even, it's not even the Satan of what's taught by... Yeah, Judaism, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, it's still Satan. It's, it's the, still a valid entity. Yeah. It's the same concept of uh, yeah. believing in what you believe in, and that's where you find your power. You, you know, you find your fundamentals, and then you find what calls to you, and you put your energy into that, and that's what makes it powerful. Exactly. I agree with that one 100 because like it's 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 important hell you could believe that toast makes you the happiest man alive and if you believe it strong enough it probably would i wish i, <laughs> wish I could do that toast with the butter and then some jam on it mm-hmm. but if that's all i could think about for the rest of my life i think it'd be pretty chill <laughs> if you're listening to this please comment how you like your toast <laughs> i like mine burnt I was I was always just really drawn to that symbolism though, and then when I was uh, when I learned about Damon Eccles through that through Duncan Truckle's Trussell Truckle, hey Duncan Truckle, uh, through his podcast, uh, I was like, okay, let me see what this shit's about because I have a foundation in this, and I have a very strong foundation in this, and I, I'd already deconstructed all of my religion. I wasn't religious, but I was still kind of spiritual, and I was like, okay, let's start here. And I was like, you're gonna meditate. Mm for at yeah. least a year and i meditated for several years before i did a lick of actual magic i read ahead because but i didn't do anything i did exactly as i was told because i was depressed and i needed an answer and i was like okay i'm gonna try everything we're staying alive we're getting through this this is how we're gonna go 
and the meditation is important. I'm glad I did it for so long because that now I can I can hop into that state whenever to do rituals. It's very yeah. beneficial for that. I mean, it's understandable. I mean, I've I do not condone in the usage of any type of drugs, hallucinogenics, etc. We've had a drug episode. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I have listened to it, but I still, you know, I have to say that as a disclaimer before I say this, because it is important. There is a lot of people that condone in the misusage of yes. a lot of drugs and it, it damages not your mentality, but your physical body as well. And there's not a lot of people talking about that. There's not a lot of people talking about the lack of appetite and hydration and everything else that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrible. But I I had started off doing psychedelics. Um, I, you know, started off macro dosing. Wrong way to go. <laughs> do not suggest it. But if you do happen to try this, start off light and easy. Don't use Pink Floyd. Meditate. Just try to sit down and meditate. And try to not focus on silence, but to allow yourself to allow those thoughts to come, accept them, and allow them to walk away when they're ready instead of holding on to them and, and you know, harassing it. Because it's only going to increase and get worse at that point. And it's, I don't know, man. It's just, I think it's important to anybody that is listening to this and anybody in this room that when you're using hallucinogenics or psychedelics, drugs to help you with your magic, your mental health, stay hydrated. Don't worry about don't worry about feeling ashamed or disappointed in what you're doing. Use it with an intention of doing something better, something to motivate you after this. This is a treat for yourself for doing so good all week you know i there's no problem with that i'll smoke a little blizzy every every weekend you know what i mean just because i kept my damn mouth shut and i was a good girl you know what i mean like i it sounds wrong but sometimes it's like that and it's a good way of just again showing some self-appreciation and love to yourself and it puts that fundamental of magic on it yeah, absolutely. And, and like I've mentioned previous, it's it's different for everybody. But if that's something you've not done um, and yeah. you're struggling with caring for yourself a little bit, like and it doesn't even have to be it doesn't even have to be any kind of go get a chocolate cake, like whatever, whatever fucking does it for you. But at the same time, treat yourself that way. And, and, and when what she's kind of talking about in the spiritual context is like that not only is a treat for yourself to relax, it's a treat for yourself to grow because it may not necessarily be an easy experience sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's always going to, to be there. It's not always an for. easy experience, and it's not always the funnest experience. Nope. But, you know, it's it's the point of getting to experience something new, getting to maybe broaden the horizon, try something that you've always wanted to do or that friends have talked about, you know, this new wave trend that's coming in, and you just want to hop on the bandwagon. It's You want to use anything with intention, and... It's transmuting frequencies between my fingertips to this little blizzy. It's nice. It gives me that healing properties because it's grown from the earth. And I'm thinking about that while I'm inhaling. And I just can't help but to feel better. Naturally, it's just the mind of persuasion, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, on the topic of um, hallucinogenics and all of that, um, as Looney Boo was saying, uh, you know, smoking, there is ceremonial herb magic. There is ways to enchant your 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 bud and have it do what you want it to do instead of just getting fried. Now, I have a, a concept on this, you know, um, um, you... You've done psychedelics, and I know you're aware of the uh, the time difference, mm-hmm. right? You know, an hour feels like four. Now, would that tie into the same way with meditation? Take psychedelics, meditate. Would that expand the yeah, in process? A way, in a way, it, do, it does it in two ways. I, oh, and we were kind of talking about this earlier outside. We, it's, it's because if you're using it intentionally as a tool from time to time, what you're able to do is take it from when I'm completely sober meditating, I can still visualize, I can still get the same experience, but what the psychedelic does is open me up a little bit more, so it's easier, I don't have to focus as hard physically on my energy, and on top of that, the time I'm spending on it is great, so it's not only more uh, in mass, it's more at an accelerated mass. Mm. It gives you that push that you need of getting past that barrier of your personal bubble. See, you were talking earlier about your experience of meditating for multiple years before you started magic. See, I had an understanding of energy work before I started using psychedelics. And the psychedelics, um, I took about seven months of taking psychedelics every day and meditating. Meditating, sitting in front of a window, listening to the breeze, trying to see how far I can hear. You know, I could hear the highway miles away just by... I mean, probably not, but, you know, just meditating and trying to go further and further, see how far I could, I guess, push my psyche to try to fund, fundalize itself. Yeah, yeah. Introduce myself to the fundamentals. When I'm using psychedelics and I'm meditating and I, you know, I only use psychedelics in a ritualistic way. Mm-hmm. I sit down, I'll put my tab on my little altar, and I'll just let it sit there for a little bit, just let it collect as much energy as I can as I'm dropping. I'll sit there with some rocks, put on some binary beats, and just, you know, chill out, hang out, let it happen. And um, I, I always try to just sit there and try to do some breathing techniques because it always helps me open up a lot of my chakras. And I know that sounds a little silly, but... It, it, it is. It's I mean, slow. it helps you not experience more, but it helps you open up your body, your spiritual body and your physical body to the fundamentals of opening up to other worlds and opening up to yourself because you get to understand that heart emotion. You get to understand how to speak clearly with that throat chakra, the, the solar plexus. No, that's... Uh, Neil, yeah, uh, I mean, for the ceremonial <laughs> correspond chakras correspond to your tree of life. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes, it is. But I mean, like, it's just you know, it's the basis of getting to learn that and getting yeah. to see it and experience yeah. it, and it's it's beautiful. It really is, and it it kind of makes you appreciate yourself a little bit more when you get to experience the body like that. It's. Yeah. I don't know. It's natural and it's beautiful and it's just like you're a little plant going wherever, however, 
So, so we're, we're hinting uh, around at, at fundamentals a little bit, and we're not here to teach you those, but that's what my book's for, so you should buy it. So there's your cliffhanger. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's not out yet, but you will know. Absolutely. Um, but uh, at the same time, what, what, what you're just describing, though, is also kind of where you end up. When you actually do that, you begin to have very spiritual experiences. And for me, mm-hmm. when I was doing some of my first ritual work, especially because I was targeting my mental health, I was like, I am killing myself. I need to stop. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's sit down. It's a good place and, to start. Yeah, it, I mean, don't not don't <laughs> verbatim that, but yeah, no. When you're at your darkest hour and you don't know what else to do, sit and be present for a minute. Because because you're go, what's going to happen is those thoughts aren't going to stop. That's what the meditation's for. That's a practice. That's why it's a practice. It doesn't just poof. But if you sit there for a minute and just be with yourself and exist and realize I'm breathing, I am here, I am in the state. This is how it feels. It's valid. All right, we're just going to sit with it for a minute because it's not going to go away. Don't suffer with it, though. Just sit with it. I think a lot of people who discovered spirituality by themselves have went through the same construct because, like, with me, I started researching it because I got tired of going through the same cycle of killing myself. Like, and... It, it it just made me want to help myself and reach towards something better instead of, you know, just destroying my mass. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I mean, I don't mean to, like, question you by that, but, like, do you think that you'd be comfortable explaining what you mean by that to the podcast? Up to you. Yeah. Like, um... <laughs> the main thing that made me discover my spirituality in a sense was my ODing experiences where I seen the light and I seen my physical body and I could move in between both of them and feel my consciousness, I guess, dissolving the further away I got from my body. And it was like a uh, weird limbo of I'm fully conscious, but I'm out of physical space. And I know if I go into that light, my body is no more. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, I apparently I'd passed out for five days. Mm-hmm. And that just made me go onto a quick track of, hey, um, maybe I should fix this instead yeah, you of, uh, keep doing yeah, you yeah. can't keep going through that cycle. It's just, it's destroying your body. Exactly. My condolences for that. You know, I just, I know it's hard to go through those cycles of, not a, I mean, addiction, self-hate, not self-hate, but just in general, that self-beat up, that, that wanting, yeah, that wanting of not wanting to be here, that wanting to escape everything that you can, even if it's God knows what, you know, it's just, and that's, that's another important part of about learning your spirituality and yourself and magic. It's, you're getting to learn healthy coping mechanisms that, can guide you where you need to be where you want to be and comfortably yeah you know it's you pick and choose with what you want and there's no right or wrong everybody gets to pick what they want does it work or does it not absolutely you know whatever works for you works if you don't want to write on a bay leaf don't don't write on it don't do it so uh when it kind of going from that whole idea of being at that lowest point, my first spiritual experience was when I sat down to actually do my first bit of energy work. Mm-hmm. So I've been through kind of the core meditation bouts mm-hmm. and uh, Damien Eccles taught um, this 
just basic physics. It's like rub your hands together and make some friction. Mm-hmm. You feel the heat, congratulations, you just did energy work. And I was like, hold, what? Hold on. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, now we're going to take that like 20 million times further. Wow. And it's great because what I did before I even understood the meditation and the actual pulling down energy from a more divine source, just using natural magic and physical elements, uh, you would do basic rituals where you just rub your hands together, visualize the energy, manifest an intention into it, and set it free as a thought. Yeah. Form. Charge it. You know, something. ironically, um, Joe is the person who had introduced me into opening up these doors of my psychic abilities, myself, and appreciating it. And he, he's been doing that for quite a while. And you saying that now is just kind of blowing my mind and baffling me of, wow. I didn't know that that alone is serial, serial, serial magic. But I didn't know that, you know, and it, that's another thing about being on this podcast today is we're getting right. to, yeah, learn, jump back and forth on what everything Absolutely, is. Yeah. And this, this is awesome. I gotta say that I can't help it. See, with uh, with him saying him rubbing his hands together with um, energy, you know that's energy work. Well, my first experiences with energy work, I was you know kind of walked through it, but like maybe six, seven years ago, uh, what you would want to do is you you know you take whatever pose is comfortable for you and you put your fingertips together and you try to feel the inside of your fingertips like the what would be the meat you know but you know you would try to visualize that as a a light and you would you would make your fingertips light up and you try to visualize that going to your other hand and the way i taught her was me doing that and then i did that while holding her hands and i told her you know this side is pushing out to me this side is pushing out to you watch the lights and that's how she got into being able to i picked it up and i picked it up immediately i don't know how honestly i just i think i'm naturally really good at picking everything up sometimes i think i'm a psychic vampire but then i have to sit down and realize no 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 i would have told you yeah i know i wouldn't have have these many friends i wouldn't have as much friendly friends if i was a psychic vampire and it's like how the fuck do I gain this much energy, though? It's like, so that's the it's ridiculous. I wanted, to make, wanted to make about you. I see all the things that you do kind of just between working and your your community and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You have, you put out way more energy than I can <laughs> fathom. Dude, like, I don't know. you talking to all these people at the same time? I sh- I'm, I'm like, Tiffany is. I shut down. Like, man, I'm good. Dude, I'm locked myself away. I have no idea. Like, I just... I honestly have no idea. I am like a train. I will just keep pushing it's and pushing so and amazing, pushing and pushing. Like, this girl's got like Dude, energy. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. And I think, you know, a part of me thinks that a divinity is guiding me or trying to guide through me and trying to get, provide me with this sense of energy to push me to where I need to be and where I want to be and who I am. Because I feel like it's not only important to me, but it's important to everybody above, you know, spiritually speaking. It's they're sitting here watching, not voting on who's going to win or lose, you know, hypothetically, but who can they help guide and what can they do to help progress in somebody else's life? And that alone is just a goal for somebody that spends eternity. God knows doing what, but 
you know, I'm sure it's fun for them. And I'm sh- it's fun for me to sit down and enjoy the help and guidance yeah. that I have, especially as a solo, solo practitioner, because it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the uh, topic of you not knowing where she gets all of her energy, it mind boggles me too, but I've come up with a, um, I guess it'd be a conspiracy or a theory. <laughs> um, you know, she, she is naturally gifted at energy work like she just picks it up immediately and i think that one of her you know natural or you know family abilities is the ability to pick that energy up and where she gets it from is uh residual energy mm-hmm. and you know that would uh, say you walk the same path a hundred times even if you're not there you're going to be walking that path that's residual energy and i think she could just pick that up and feed off of that no matter where she goes uh, honestly, I, if I can, um, I my family refuses to talk about anything other than Christianity, and well, you know, and I, I want I try my hardest to sit down and learn without paying a burn pocket full of money on what my history is, who, what what is the bloodline like, and. I still really can't figure it out, but I mean, like, free working with my ancestry, my shadow, and just myself, I've been able to, my ears ringing now, <laughs> um, it's just, I've been able to sit down and understand that we, I do naturally possess abilities, what they are, I'm not 100% sure, because, you know, I'm not reading out of a book for all of this, but I'm learning it from this spiritual world and spiritual feelings and i think that's kind of important with anybody that's feeling a certain way and thinking that they're crazy and they haven't discovered their spirituality or who they are yet because i did i i was there once and i and now it baffles me on who i am and what i'm doing right now because it's as a 14 year old girl i would have never thought that these voices were real i really wouldn't but a good majority of them are and i'm not saying you know everybody else is out there is because there's a lot of them that it's just mind trickery but it's i get to sit down and acknowledge what's being told to me what's being brought and what's being manifested for me and it's it's truly a blessing more than it is anything but you know you're allowed to shut that off whenever you decide if you are able to you know you got to learn those abilities and how to control yourself your emotions and again that personal bubble i wanted to ask uh what are your thoughts on um reincarnation uh, i was just about to go there so that's a great question so um we're on the same level uh the, uh when it comes to reincarnation ceremonial magic has a few schools of thought but the primary most resonating school of thought uh, just comes from where you have to kind of break down. So, like I mentioned, the tree of math, uh, tree of math, it's math tree. Honestly, God damn it, there is so much math. Uh, anyway, uh, the tree of life, like I said, it kind of corresponds to chakras and like not one to one, but it's mm-hmm. the same idea. Yeah. Um, and so you could pick either one, and it would fundamentally do the same thing for you. But uh, what that also implies is there is a path to enlightenment. Mm. Well, a lot of the western or eastern traditions teach that idea of reincarnation at least on the religious side not necessarily on the meditative side but definitely in in anything that has an ounce of spirituality or religion they teach some idea of of, uh, reincarnation so 
uh, ceremony magic is no different. The we have on the tree of life, there are the different spheres. So uh, at the very top, there you got all the stuff in the middle. There's planetary, there's solar correspondence, lunar. There's your zodiacal. It's all the stuff that's in every magical practice. It's just we just map it out. Mm-hmm. We just all make a different diagram. Yeah, we, all, <laughs> we draw different circles and pointing things. In the <laughs> it's this, we're working through the same kind of chart or the same entities mm-hmm. in a way. Not the same way, but same entities. Exactly. So energy. Yeah, and they all exist consistently on the same plane and they're mapped the same way. So what basically at the top, though, is what we call uh, the um, Einsoff and the Ein. So there's one more below that uh, that is this idea of everything then the Ein Sof is kind of limitless light. Yeah. So you, have, you go from light to limitless light, and the Ein is nothing. Mm-hmm. And so in ceremonial magic, your goal, is, whereas the uh, Western traditions, or Eastern traditions, damn, I keep doing that. Eastern traditions will get um, uh, care about getting there in multiple lifetimes. Ceremonial magic, this is a direct quote from Damien Eccles. These are not my words, but I say them all the time. Um, the... East, the Eastern traditions aim to get there in multiple lifetimes with the uh, Western with ceremonial magic is one lifetime so it's like shooting adrenaline into that process um, and they're both about they still get you to the same place just when you want to do it and that's what you pick up on in your lifetime right mm-hmm. so when it comes to reincarnation with ceremonial magic it's there's a kind of an idea that says if you die without completing the great work or achieving enlightenment uh, whatever sphere you are working on Whatever you come back in through will kind of be through one of those spheres. You don't necessarily get a hard reset. Uh, you don't necessarily get a, 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 to start back where you picked off, mm-hmm. but in a way you do because you're coming at a higher playing field and, and at whatever you come. Yeah, spiritually you are. Then you just have to work through that lifetime again yeah. to figure that out. It's not a physical yeah. reincarnation like that because you know I mean. It's very much a, just a there's pure a, spiritual. There's a lot of people that are the same souls but are still living in the same time zone or living in the same you know, physical era, there's a lot of people that are just like soulmates, you know, that's two souls split up into one. And now they're just trying to complete each other. And that's that right there. It's just like a little bubble of that, that tree, honestly. Yeah. And well, that's what hell is too, is is you coming back and the difference between what we would perceive as hell and ceremonial magic. And I would personally say underground, but that's just, that's just the Hades in me. I can't have it. But <laughs> but uh, that that all that is it's not your burning for centuries it's that you didn't have the spiritual you didn't break through the boundaries so you're just repeating life and you at still at some point will break out of that yeah. when you're ready when it's time for your thing to come when you choose to take on your will rather than just living freely and it doesn't direct you there and I, I, we talked about it a little bit last so that's not a contradiction but it is it's beautiful I love it there's no th- they run the same I love it um, everything's beautiful if you accept it yeah exactly it's it's just accepting the concept of infinity <laughs> but the when you when you break out of that say you're in that that's where you should say that's where you start and that's not necessarily for everybody we don't know it's impossible because yeah. because it's infinite yeah, we don't know just, there's no yeah, clear starting point we just can look back as far as we can it's just like okay well what's next yeah let's go let's i'm ready and so you get I'm, let's continue when you get from hell you go kind of to earth where we are now go through that and then you can break through each other spheres as you go and there is uh this idea of a demiurge or an orbors well i mean no matter where you no matter where you go you're always gonna have an asshole okay and you know it it don't matter where you go it underworld heaven earth because you're gonna have to start seeing beings you know absolutely you're gonna have to learn to grow past it say all right man vibe on that's right and then continue (laughs) 
the the reason I brought that up is because you know I do believe we we all have a quest that we're here to achieve, and I I, I don't think that we could complete that quest in one lifetime. And what is your thoughts on being able to tap into past lives? So that it's almost necessary in a way. Um, the way I've experienced that, and this is perfect. So um, I I was. My very first or my second spiritual experience outside of just the initial like wave of figuring out the energy work. My next yeah. one was I was in a really bad place. I was on a vacation and I uh, did just a crap ton of DXM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I uh, was laying on the couch. I thought I was going to die. I had Echo with me. He was doing his, his therapy thing, being a good boy. Felt so bad. <laughs> I won't do that to him again. Uh, but but uh, he. Uh, what what happened it ended up being a very positive experience because it was scary for a minute and I disassociated so hard that I began talking to myself and mm-hmm. not like in a oh, I'm talking to myself way no I visualized myself in a divine form understandable and, and that me gave a shit and it said hey here's what I know from all my history I cannot tell you everything I do not know this this is you're also keeping my it's kind of like by the way you're on drugs so this could be bullshit too just I mean, be logical it's like i was helping myself it did weird. it kind of seem like it was just kind of like a a spirit guide sense almost 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 i feel like i wasn't in like a life or death situation but like you know i've i felt like i've experienced and learned knowledge from the past by an ancestry but like i wasn't able to clearly see their face so that right there just kind of like you know makes me wonder and question even more on what the fuck was it right well that's what i said that's what it's sort of an ancestral experience because it was talking to me from a clearly familial feeling that's what yeah. it resonated but it was me it, it was my face where it feels natural and you're not afraid you're calm and it's like okay well this is home yeah yeah, yeah it was it was just it was just my face on top of that so i, didn't I think talk it, to an ancestor but it i think it happens like a lot more than we realize it does so i mean it's i'm glad that you kind of had that experience because if not you you wouldn't be here right now progressing the way that you are which you know well after that uh uh, the very serious and I cooled down and I was having a, a, a more chill time I stared at the ceiling and there was a blue light and that turned into an angel and that was a whole different kind of we laughed that was a joking kind of, that was a I still think it was 99% just being whacked out of my mind but that 1% kind of likes the idea that I was joking with a buddy <laughs> we've all been a creature once in a while <laughs> them popcorn ceilings do be vibing though they do it was it was but Ooh. Uh, on the topic of, you know, soulmates just so split apart from different lifetimes and being able to see your past lives, um, me and her have experienced something together where, you know, we were... Like tiki torches. No, not even the tiki torches one. It's, um, it was, uh, we were sitting there meditating together, you know, doing the energy work that we were talking about before and we got, uh, we got flashbacks that we, you know, talked about later, but it was like, um, us going through a war. It was like, like like renaissance war like i was i had a sword and a shield and she was standing beside me and it was like i looked over at her and i'm like and then it just sh- sh- turned off and it's like okay well you know even before i first met you i felt like i knew you but you know i didn't think anything of it i just thought you're pretty but you know whatever <laughs> cool this works too <laughs> much appreciated but i mean like i i feel like there's a reason why i'm put in everybody's life you know, Absolutely. for a main reason, I feel like everybody that 
I'm connecting with now is people that I've connected with not just now, just in a maybe spiritual way, maybe in a past life, maybe in the future. I don't know. I'm just trusting the flow Trying as much as possible. So the the most recent spiritual experience that I was excited to tell you about outside mm. and I shut my mouth. Yeah, um, tell me. Was... Uh, uh, so my dailies, uh, like I've, I mentioned before we kind of got started, are a lot of banishing and invoking rituals with an uh-huh. hexagram. But before I do that, I always, uh, uh, lately, I actually just started this this week, um, I introduced the middle pillar into it just to ground myself a lot further. Not just to cleanse, I want full grounding, full flow. I wanted none of my own energy as part uh-huh. of this process. Give me all divinity. Let's get into it. I mean, it's understandable. It's 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 intoxicating to have that that power light, you know what i mean that that, that that energy that static fizz feeling that yes. warmth feeling mm-hmm. i i mean like i don't know another better description to, to give it and, but and that's usually the only thing that i physically feel during a meditative practice i still visualize everything just fine but it's it's in my mind's eye most time because i i wasn't very good at visual it took, that's what took the years of meditation and doing it naturally and it took a long time, a lot of hard work. But now, I, what I kind of deciphered, and I'll, I talk about this more in my book, uh, the easy way to to do to get started doing that is is using your imagination. So even if you don't have a very vibrant imagination, mm-hmm. most of us can at least think of a memory. Yeah. That is a visualization. I, I have so. a perfect explanation for that one. You know the uh, the light feeling. You know you're trying to explain it. It's like uh, when you were a little kid. You know you had those big dome TVs that are like yeah. ninety fucking pounds. Uh, walking up to one of those things while I was on a static channel and touching it, you could literally feel yeah. the electricity, you know, it's static like and going. It's even it, it, it just kind of reminds me of some poltergeist shit, and yeah, I'm I terrified. Yeah, visualization is not great for that, yeah. but that is the feeling. That is the feeling. Yeah. It's the right. same feeling as McDonald's Sprite, damn it. There you go. There you go. Amen. McDonald's don't sound bad right now. <laughs> Get something to eat out of this. But. Right. Smoke that blizzy. <laughs> <laughs> we just vibing y'all yeah we, we're having a great time Absolutely. but but yeah so so um normally i do get just like the warm fuzzies and i do my my visualizations no matter how basic they are whether it's just seeing an orb of light well i mean visualizations it. are visualizations yes. and you can't compare a- them to what other people see because everybody is different everybody is open to different when things when somebody draws up a visualization for you it's really just a reference it's to help yeah. you get started if you can't do it on Absolutely. your own i believe a visualization is just your mind trying to comprehend feelings yes yes that, that is a good point yeah that is, that is why like all like the symbols that's why we do draw on all in the ceremony we do all the pentagram mm-hmm. films because those symbols that yeah, gives you that physical feeling knows what those means even though, and we can make a logical mapping in our brain and know what it means, but it's communicating something different internally than yeah. it is physically. It's that, just that frequency feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just you taking it and writing it down takes that, energy that, yes. that, that consciousness energy into physical matter. Absolutely. And it helps it transfer it more over from in your head to this is real. You could take that application on, you know, just writing things down and whatnot, and even the topic of, you know, loving yourself and the love notes. It's taking something from your head and making it physical. Yes. It, it, it's, uh, it's your physical form of manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. Speak it into existence. Yep. Even if it's not speaking, uh, write it. Yeah, well, write it. Do whatever you do. <laughs> 
I, I think it was it went around the internet said abracadabra was a uh, whole uh, old Hebrew term which was pronounced abracadabra which means I speak therefore it is loosely you know I can't ex- can't copy it no, straight you, down pretty, it's I think the only uh, correction I would make is, is abracadabra oh, there we but go. that yeah. but everything else yes spot on that's exactly yeah, true yeah. absolutely and that and that's but that is oh, where yeah. we get abracadabra <laughs> in, in uh in stage magic in the mid- exactly yeah in the yeah. magician shit yeah. yeah well you know a, a while ago we were inside. talking about yeah. um how they can use different chemicals to change the color of the fire yeah a, as like a magician you know that. yeah to just make it a pink or a green, and then it's like, oh, oh wow, that's, look that's at me. That's a that's a <laughs> well, dirt, dirt, my fault. <laughs> I'm not a big fan, or not big fan. I mean, I would love to study alchemy when I have the chance and, you know, the time and hobby to. But that is one thing that I'm, I'm probably more than likely going to struggle with, only because yeah, math. I'm not an alchemist. Math. I teach. Fun, I'm, I'm in the book. There's a fundamentals of alchemy section just to introduce you to it, but I don't teach you that. Something. Understandable. Like when you jump into it, let me know. You can <laughs> um, have you heard of the? Uh, it goes on to the topic of reincarnation and whatnot. Have you heard of the recent discoveries of the light holes? No. Okay, so they're like um, they're literally the opposite of black holes. You know, black holes suck things in, tear yeah. it apart. And the light holes, you know, they just send that stuff out. And, you know, my concept about that is, you know, the black hole takes things in, rips matter apart, puts it into, you know, uh, the basic fundamentals of, you know, atoms. And then energy, and then the light hole puts it back out to the universe to recycle it. Yeah. Yeah, that goes straight with the... <laughs> it's kind of like logical that that should exist. So it's like we're gonna probably assume, but it's cool that we we're getting evidence for it. Yeah, I I think it was pretty recent. Some scientists, you know, looking in their big ass telescopes. <laughs> I I wish I could afford one of them. You know. The the basic visualization of a light hole would be uh, same fundamentals as a proton star. You know, it's a hole. It's hollow and it has its flares. That's basically what it'd be like. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty interesting. I, I'm glad that they can discover new stuff like that. It's just... Hell, when you spend $170 billion on a telescope, you better be able to see something. I hope so, yeah. yeah I mean, Where are my taxpayer dollars going? <laughs> that's, that's the kind of shit I'm into. Keep doing that. That's what I'm saying, y'all. That SpaceX. Well, keep it going. I wanted, I wanted to bring this up earlier. Um, we were recently reading into some things about there being um, a theory of a second moon. And that would, you know, I I thought of that concept as, uh, you know, it must have broken apart a while ago, you know. But the moons protect us from asteroids, right? They're our physical shield of our Earth being destroyed by a giant rock. But, you know, there being a second moon, that would be physically plausible. You know, it would explain the Noah's Ark situation and whatnot. You know, or the you know the tides being controlled yeah, and whatnot. That is, that is one and the moon yeah. breaks apart. You know it hits the earth, causes the tides to go ape shit. You know what I mean? Uh, another another concept on that was uh, I said earlier. You know there's a lot. There might have been a lot more natural magic earlier, right? right? And you know another moon. The moon ourself is already very powerful in transmitting those you know frequencies to us. You know it's like a mirror of energy from whatever the hell it comes from but another moon would just enhance our natural abilities to form bonds with spirits and energy in the world right yeah but you know all-
all just theories. <laughs> it really is. It, but it, but they, mean, they make yeah. good sense. It's understandable. Everybody, you know, everybody has something that they're comfortable with, something that they want to believe in, something that they have faith. It's whatever the fuck you decide to do, whatever you decide to have fun with. It's uh, it's all creative stuff. I'm not saying I believe that there was two moons. I'm just saying it's an interesting concept. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying you you're on definite on. I'm just saying no, for like two moons. I'm fuck saying y'all. for like <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying for like these people that are listening, you know, like don't be afraid of believing in what you want to believe in it is important like yeah. get comfortable with yourself i think it's more credible than the flat earth theory <laughs> <laughs> a little bit well and i'll kind of add on to that because no not not the flat earth theory uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll add on i'll add on to kind of what, what uh Luna was saying with the uh the idea that you're you believe what you want to believe because even and this is a dangerous idea mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna navigate Very. carefully it could, it could exaggerate your ego right so so it, mm-hmm. it, it could do a lot of dangerous things but in a way that's also good because if you believe what you want to believe and what you believe is toxic as long as you're able to grow out of that you will get exponentially more growth the yes. reason it's dangerous is because you could fall into something toxic so i mean you could fall into that mental and be present that's like the, exactly. if you can go back to that core that's a very neutral core Mm-hmm. If you can fall, if you fall back into that mentality of always going to be toxic, it's not going to change. Back, back into the uh, what we were talking about earlier with the uh, toxic cycles and uh, experiencing spirituality. You know, even if you are so-called enlightened, you can still be broken down back to nothing just because of your ego and how you carry your energy. Absolutely. Especially while you're here. I yeah, can't exactly. How many exactly. times that I thought I knew something? You, you have achieved that state. Like bravo, but that I I know that and I haven't even gotten there. What they teach beyond that is it keeps working. There's no, nothing more we can do for you. Yeah, You're, you have to keep this. This is yours now. You're, you made it. Understandable. I mean, like I can't tell you how many times that I've been knocked back because I thought I was too good for something that I was ready for. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh no, I'm gonna just hold off. And then it was like, oh no, nah, you're gonna start all over again because fuck you, you're not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a shitty process, but at the same time, it gets shit done. You right. know what I mean? Like it gets you motivated. It gets you off your ass and it makes you pay attention on what's not just about you, but what's around you. It's it's important. So uh, when I when I was going through kind of the tinglies, um, <laughs> so kind of was, that that's a common thing. But this week coming down, this is kind of in reference to the last episode too. So getting a little context, please. Um, the the whole SSRI withdrawal thing. Normally, and I've described this before, but it's 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 either cloudy mind or it's an open mind if i'm off Mm -hmm. them it's an open mind if i'm on them it's a cloudy mind but that doesn't affect the thoughts it affects what i can kind of see it's a visual it's how i express it visually because it's yeah it's not it's chemical i can't actually yeah put it out i can't it's hard to explain but but the thoughts aren't any different i don't do anything different physically how my brain kind of feels um have you ever thought about maybe the company like maybe it's just the company that you're around that is causing you to refute like to act a certain way because big part of it yeah i mean it's always about your environment your mentality and you know again your intentions but if you're going in with a clear mind or somewhat of a clear mind you're going in with your intentions and you know what you want to do. You know what's going to happen. Or to a point, you know what's going to happen. You know what you're prepared for. And then shit starts to go south. 
you know, maybe it's not always you. Maybe no. you have to start looking outside the box and start Absolutely. fixing the the shit that's outside instead inside. Or even accepting it because that, it's out of yeah. your control. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. That brings up an interesting topic. Uh, have you ever heard of the crab mentality? Crab mentality. No. Crab no, mentality. The crab thing I've All heard right. recently is uh, <laughs> the theory of everybody is a crab. <laughs> you, Aaron Hansen. Okay, oh so... Here, here's the basis of crab mentality. It was taught to me by someone else. Okay, so you put a crab in a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket. It can get out, right? Just one crab, it can get out by itself. It'll crawl out the bucket. It'll find a way. Put, you know, 20, 20 crabs in a bucket. One crab goes to crawl out. The other crabs will pull it back down. No matter how smart you are, if you have people around you hindering you, they're going to keep pulling you back down to stage one. Always, every single time, just like the crab in a bucket. Mm-hmm. That is great. Yeah, a crab. If a crab is by itself, it'll eventually get out. Wow. So, when going through that kind of suffering, it's like it's not the it's not the medication difference or anything like that. It's in about a way, it's about having it, to face the solitude. Exactly, and, and it's it's being so practiced now over these years. When I went into it now. It was like, okay, I know this is going to suck. And exactly yeah. like you're saying, it's like, I'm going to respond to this this way because and this, it is. And I'm going to give it this emotion. I'm yeah. going to show, hey, I'm not afraid. I'm I'm big, bad bitch, and I can do it. That's right. And, yeah. and the biggest spiritual experience I had was just this week. Having in confidence. In the middle of it, I was doing my normal dailies, and I had finally cried for the first time in, like, months. Good. And I, I mean, like, not, like, you God. know, necessarily good, but, like, no, that's no, a good, good. thing. I, I want, yeah. I've been wanting yeah. to cry. Like, it, I've been frustrated because I couldn't. I was like, I want to do this. It's yeah. understandable. I mean, like, I lost my shit Saturday. And, I mean, like, I didn't want to, but it was needed. And I'm utterly grateful that I did because, fuck, I couldn't have gone this upcoming week with the way that I was feeling, the yeah. way that I was you know, moving, and it just, I'm glad that I was able to let go, and I'm glad that you were able to let go. It sounds like we both got rid of some shit yeah. before this full moon, and that is important, because, you know, we were, me and Joe, well, I know, but me and Joe were talking last night about what do you want to change during this full moon? You know, try to set a goal between just even moon phases. It's such a powerful thing, you know, it's it's such a creative tide, Start creating goals that are so small, but you're willing to accomplish and push yourself towards, even without magic. Two weeks is a long time to figure out a small goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you you know, it's it's something. It's, It's a small goal. It's something worth it, and it's worth a try, because what's not worth a try? Yeah, well, and, and in that regard, it's like, Say you're having trouble achieving your goals mm-hmm. and you set those small goals. What he just said is that those those two weeks really are a long time for a small goal because if you actually focus on the goal and you say you, you prepare yourself, you give yourself, this is a tool, you give yourself two weeks to mm-hmm. achieve this goal. Don't like time box yourself necessarily, but say that's you're roughly going to finish it in two weeks. Yeah. And then you actually dive in and start focusing on it, guarantee you'll finish it in about two or three days. Yeah. I mean, like, it just, <laughs> it really, I, you know, I was doing your, not your artwork, but just like trying to help provide some assistance, et cetera. And I didn't think I could do it as fast as I did. And then I sat down and I was like, well, damn, I might as well just go right on in, ball swinging. Yeah. Because, I mean, no, I don't have no ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can use that same experience on to you know being comfortable with yourself that even even that a 
goal as big as being comfortable with yourself. You can, uh, you can accomplish that in two weeks. It's just like um, an example of that would be even if you only have an hour or two to yourself a day. That's that's hell. That's thirty hours for you know. That's that's thirty hours in two weeks, and it it, it could be something as small as going into your room turning off all the lights, turning off all the sound and sitting there in silence for two hours. Like let your brain rest because every day all you're hearing is traffic, TV, music, your self thoughts, you know, racing, give yourself time to actually appreciate the, the sounds that your, your, your brain is talking to you about, you know what I mean? And I know some people, you know, they distract those thoughts because sometimes they aren't the best and you know, by all means, distract those thoughts if you think it's better for you. But it it comes to a point where you have to face yourself and be comfortable with, you know, just sitting in your own thoughts. Just being comfortable with yourself and where what you're doing with your life. And, you know, again, I don't mean to keep bringing up the beginning of this podcast to now, but it's it's so important to just sit down and absorb everything that you can whether whether that's in nature whether that that's being on the train station and you're just taking in what other people are doing it's you're doing what you're doing as a daily routine unconscious yeah absolutely you're yeah on auto drive and you're just sitting there not appreciating anything but rather thinking negatively about it where you can turn it around and have a positive experience yeah, absolutely. You know, like there's always a chance to turn something around. And I know there's some people out there that are going to be negative thinking about well, this, there's but even you know, situations that you can't truly make it into a positive, but you yeah. can pick the most positive. Yeah. Version. Or at least, you know, th- try to push towards it, yeah. even if it doesn't work. Fuck it. If you it doesn't work, than you would have not doing it. Exactly. Again, what's the harm in trying? There is never a harm in trying because at least you're going to get is a disappointment not from anybody else, but yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you can always come back from that. Even if the situation is mostly negative and you can't find a happy situation about it, there's always that thought of, you know, so this fun. won't be forever. Because, right. you know, it, forever is infinite. You know, even if this is 10, 15 years of torture, you know, that's nothing in the infinite cosmos. Absolutely nothing. Uh, it, it plays on to the, you know, the, the ego and, you know, you could be the best magic practitioner there is in the world, you know, proven, you know, you got, you can walk on water, but even then you're still just a grain of dust mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 35 years here is 25 minutes somewhere else. Yeah. You know? We all came from nope. the light holes. <laughs> <laughs> I, disclaimer, we cannot physically prove that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so this week, though, I, I did my normal rituals after kind of like I got that release nice. finally. And this time, when I did my invoking ritual, I had a very strong visualization of each of the mm-hmm. archangels surrounding me. And I also incorporate Metatron and Sandalphon. That's why if you, we're in my, my sanctuary, by the way. Yeah, it's like uh, It's the first that. time I record this in mm-hmm. here. But I have sigils for each of the archangels around the room for the banishing and invoking rituals, just as a, a helpful visualization, physical element to give you some boost. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, or if like I'm walking around, it's understandable. I, I've got, I've I do it with expos. Like, what is the mantra here? 
I do it with Expo, okay, so I understand yeah. 100%. It's like all over the wall. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it comes off. But uh, so, but, so I, I incorporate them as well because that's what uh, one of the practices Damon Nichols taught, kind of just to close mm-hmm. the sphere and not just do the walls. But yeah. uh, I this time, I visualize each angel every single time, but this time they step towards me when I invoke them. Mm-hmm. And they laid their hands on me. How'd that and make you feel? I cried. It was very powerful. It was the most powerful. Like, if you, this is your note. If you want to ever cite me as a crazy person, here it is. Take it. This is free. I don't uh-huh. care. Uh, but, I understand how well, man. But it, if it, I, they all laid their hands on me and I cried and I said, you guys are actually here for me. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then I told them to do what I always told them. And I put myself together and I, I said, thank you. Raphael, do what I told you to do. Went through each of the ones that I'm working with them for. Yeah. Same thing with Bubba Blow. But each time now when I did that, I held their hands. I reached out and I tried to feel them holding their hands. I tried to increase that visual to make it stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger and really to feel that. that bond. Yeah. And so I did that. And now ever since uh, that happened once, it's, it's happened like, every single time. It's, like it's powerful always. every single time. I don't cry every single time. Now. I mean, I'm it's understandable. To it, but, but it's that. Like before you got like two hours before we came here, I did my daily. And yeah. I was like, I did it in my living room this time because I was setting up the podcast space. And I was like, um, why is this happening? This is just a thing that this is where I've, I've, I've achieved to in my visualization of this. There's something that finally broke yeah. and grew. And I was just like, and so those are my big three. Understandable. It was crazy. I mean, I, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad that not you're not only allowed to just reassure yourself, but you have thing not things, but you have beings and guidance out there that is helping provide to make yourself better you know it's important to you it's important to the people that you're around it's important to me because i get to sit here and experience this with you and experience a whole excessive amount of magic communications with you only because we connect on a certain level you know and if it wasn't for all of that up there and god knows where we probably wouldn't be here right now. And that I have to thank everybody who you're working with, who I'm working with, and who is on your path to just, you know, appreciation of thank you for putting this together and taking the time to just to sort it out, making yeah. it work as well as it has, as smoothly as it has, even if it's shit for us. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to pick your brain on a concept here of okay. uh, an experience I had with... Uh, working with Looney Boost energy. Um, so we were, you know, laying in bed, meditating and whatnot. And I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to um, fix her energy because she was going through a pretty rough time at the point. And um, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like read her aura and I'm getting these goldish, whitish uh, colors. And, you know, that's in the background, but it, Okay, so at first it started black, right? And then I start getting small colors and whatnot, like something's trying to peek through. And then I finally, you know, peek through that and it opens up gold and and a purple layer goes over it. And I'm trying to find where I need to go by just traversing, you know, just by pushing my energy different places. And um, I'm just about to get to, you know, where I think I need to go. And these, uh, these five... I want to say beings, these five beings stopped me and it was like, what are you doing here? And it wasn't like, you know, physical. It looked like tall shadow people, like, you know, how you're explaining the uh, archangel standing around you. It, it, it gave me that visualization of, you know, five people standing around me asking me what I'm doing here. And it's like, 
I'm just trying to help, man. And it's like, we have this go. And it pushed me out of her aura. And I haven't been able to properly read her since. I've, you know, I've had, I've had a couple of experiences where I've had multiple deities come up to me. And it's like, what the fuck? Am I tripping? Am yeah. I am I crazy? Am I actually hearing this? Or are you real? And you know, I don't mean I don't ever mean to offend any spiritual being that ever comes forward, but it's confusing on my end because to me I can only hear my voice repeating what they're saying. So it's like can't differentiate. Yeah, I can't differentiate where the conversation is me and them. So it's like I'm having a conversation with just myself. Is that ever or i guess two questions is is that ever a uh, construct of you not invoking them and them just coming to you naturally yes and how about how is that different from when you choose to invoke them when i'm choosing to invoke hecate or slash hades because i i do not work with hades let me just go ahead and clarify <laughs> i do not work do with not hades, stand hades. <laughs> Honestly, I he knows Aphrodite, <laughs> Aphrodite kind of hates me for it. I can't help it. We argue. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, my, my best friend, she works with Hades. And he is a wonderful protector for her. You know, he anytime that we are working on an astral protective, on a level together, he is there. He is always like, hey, girl, what is up? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, what's going on? Like, he, he gets her to buy me fucking rocks all the time because he's like, nah, your girl needs this. And it's like, no, I, I don't. But thank you. I appreciate the <laughs> offer. And, you know, he's always questioning if he can work with me privately. And it's, I don't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Only because I'm already working with Hecate. I've already worked with a good amount of faces with her. You know, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely very, just very much so. And I feel like, you know, we just collaborate so well together. Like our energy just collaborates well. Because myself, I feel like I am just kind of like a mirror person with other people. Like my energy just bounces back with however you're feeling. You know, it's just how it happens or how I visualize it. And, you know, normally when I'm working with her, it's I can hear myself but it's not myself, but just by the way the demeanor is. But with the way it is with Hades, I'm constantly questioning, is this me or is this you? Mm. What is happening? Or spirit guide or... Well, I mean, I've had my, not Mike Angelo, Saint, um... No, not Saint Michael. No, not Augustine. St. Bernard the Dog. <laughs> no, he... Uh, I can't remember, honestly. St. Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Anthony. Um, Anthony there was a friend, you know, the one that we were talking about previously outside. She was working with him. And, you know, I could feel him every now and then, kind of like peeping in. And, like, one day I'd finally said something, and I was like, yo are you legit here or am I crazy? And I was like, nah, I am here. And a whole bunch of shit started moving around. And I was just so confused on what is happening. You know, like, 
Both. A kind of both. Because, like, I was kind of just, I don't know, in, like, La La Land, if that makes sense. Like, I was just kind of, like, dissociating, if that makes sense. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's kind of how it always is. It's like that little... Yeah, like, I'm just kind of staring off into La La Land, and I'm, I'm just not here. But I don't know, man. It's just... They come and go, and I feel like I'm obligated to always say yes, but I've learned recently that I'm allowed to deny them as much as possible, just like they're allowed to deny me. Whenever I invoke them, ask them to come and help, or try to just offer up offerings, because I learned the hard way with Apollo. That, you <laughs> lit off so many light bulbs in my brain. Sorry. That's why I was smiling. I can't help it. No, I'm like, super excited now, because eventually in my practice i have to work with all yeah um and i'm only experiencing that of what's in the context of the cabal right now which is a lot it's a lot i feel like the morgan has been trying to reach out but i'm also really conflicted i i baphomet has reached out i did a candle never relit it oopsie daisies (laughs) sorry (laughs) honestly i don't think they're mad honestly (laughs) but i mean there's this there's this owl that has been outside of my house for six fucking months, man. And it's been hooing. I can hoo perfectly back at it. And I feel like we're telepathically communicating. And it's crazy because I feel like it's Lilith, but it's also a form of Hecate, which kind of confuses me. Because a lot of history that I've read, I've read that Lilith is a daughter of Hecate, but is also just a worker of Hecate. Or is just a friend. I mean, I... There's so many, any like, of those, sets that, up. Still kinda, I can see where that gets confused, right? Because yeah. they all still can represent the exact same thing. But yeah. The actual fact of the, it is, the dark is feminine yeah. reality, you know? And it's I mean, boring. Hecate's more of like the torchbearer, the key holder, the, the web weaver, where I see Lilith as the sexualized woman, the, mm-hmm. the feminine divine of touching your inner darkness. That's how I see Lilith, Gosh. or how I would hypothetically i i mean i'm always constantly guessing their image is wrong <laughs> i mean i mean that's uh what what blew up in my head just now was that um and don't get me wrong it's not easy by any stretch no but it's when, not because you're constantly guessing is it a trick is it me yeah, is it, it What's happening? And when when you when you're first beginning, especially if you take if you took any kind of similar path to what I took in ceremonial magic, when you first start working with angels, you do get that same feeling. Like, is what I invoked before me an angel, or is this some energy that? Because I'm a novice, I don't know what I'm doing working yeah, with these I, entities. I can how does see this, that. How's it supposed to feel? I can only go based off what's been written down, but it's different for everybody. That's one of the very personal things is how yeah. you experience it, and. Um, what's so fascinating about these other deities that I'm so looking forward to is a lot of them have personalities and attitudes that are very consistent. Everybody I talk to that works with these deities yeah. always describes very similar, if not exactly the same things. And I'm kind of just expecting it because when you work with the angels, yeah. they are, you're either terrified of them or you're in control. <laughs> it's, they're only two. Yes, it's absolutely. Only two. So they come in and you're either scared to death or you're like, Hey, hey homies, bro. what's up? You try to this smoke? This is what you're fucking doing today. You try to smoke? <laughs> Let's smoke, bro. Yeah, exactly. And so it, you evolve into that, but that's what it's going to be. I feel like I've seen myself as a biblical angel once, only because like of like how my third eye is it's kind that's of like me it's like a me, it's like a mirror film or like not a film but like 
that glare, you know what I mean? Like where you have the light shining at a mirror and it bounces back and it has like that rainbow glow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I feel like my aura is. And that alone is just kind of like how I see it as like a mirror wow, person. It, that's kind of like what I mean by that. It made me think of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of explain, you know, um, <clears throat> it's a common thing in spirituality is uh the oneness feeling yes that would be a perfect explanation of that yes there's yeah. a lot of people that get that oneness feeling mixed up and actually being at one right. you know what i mean because the ego is really easy to trick with that oh, feeling yeah. like really easy i was having a conversation with a buddy the other night and homie was uh i won't reveal too many details because i don't know how comfortable he would be uh yeah. he was out of uh he was coherent we were having a beautiful conversation actually that's how coherent yeah. he is and he's a very smart man right. but um he was clearly anxious and questioning several different things and just was diving down different rabbit holes top it was fun it was very cordial very friendly very no enlightening conversation yeah i have nothing negative to say about yeah. other than the dude was kind of he was out of it, so he's kind of going after a little bit yeah. harder than normal. Everything else I mean, that's understandable. I mean, yeah. like, when you were all fucked up, we yeah, go we fuck fucked yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no, but it was it was cool because what he would describe was uh, that whole idea of, um, you know, how, how do I know uh, these things are what they are and working for me? Because he's not, he's not spiritual at all. Yeah, I mean. But he was very interested. Sometimes you can just simply ask point blank. Yeah. And sometimes you really got to deep dive. Sometimes you really got to not dive into who you are, but dive into their energy. Yeah. And I know that sounds the crazy. There's, there's like, not that's a lot why of, they exist. There's not a lot of people that will understand that though, because you know, that that's kind of like an expertise thing or like just a, in general experimental things something that you already need to have practice for because if not you could be hurting yourself you could be damaging your mentality and your spirituality it's it's like picking up a hammer and not knowing how to use it uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's you know you got to be cautious no matter where you go but it's about how precautionary do you need to be and sometimes you know try to ask questions that only you would possibly know and try to always clear your mind not to push those thoughts to the side but to allow them to come through speak it out loud and then let it go because once you say it out loud I promise you it's not gonna harass you anymore because it's like oh okay well you heard me well maybe it's not just something else but you heard yourself and then you realize well okay why did I say that? And, you know, it, it just eventually all fits together depending on who you are, what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. Right. It sounds like you're trying to explain the introduction to uh, trying to tap into divine knowledge, like the, uh, the spiritual knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not meaning to, honestly. It's just, it's just part of it. I mean, a little bit. It's... That's honestly what started my path. And I can't help but continuously lead to that because I've always been somewhat guided in a way of just energy. That calling of at-home feeling. And I, I know that somebody is going to relate to that because it's just that heart, warmth, zeal feeling, that little child feeling where you just you cater to it right. you're constantly wanting to run back to it because it feels good kind of like an addiction it's dopamine. i mean yeah that yeah. dopamine yeah. 
magic can be a, a an addiction, a dopamine oh, yeah. for you. That's and how, it's, how we have a lot of crazy ceremonial magic. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It can I mean, hell, you hear the crazy parties. I'm ready to go. Uh, so. Chaos magic came from a lot of people going insane. We got some good nuggets out of it, but hey, <laughs> it yeah, was not. A... It was not for free. <laughs> hey, look. You got a good point. <laughs> but but for all those insane people, we did get a couple of Terrence McKenna's and whatnot. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's like uh, for those that that are kind of first maybe being into ceremonial magic, like I was describing with like the angels, you get to a point where it's either you're you're scared at first and don't know what's going on, to you're in charge and you're more or less God. You're not yeah. actually, but you're evoking God to command. That's why it's, it's like programming it like something. It. If you're a nerd, it, um, it feels like you are that deity. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. That's yeah. why. That's why I've done. I, Hecate did it, and I was like, yo, whoa, I'm not Hecate. What's going on? You're yeah. scaring me, so, bro. So, so when when I when you graduate from that kind of basic Kabbalah into working with more deities and you dive into their practice, you you have to invest. You, it's we're kind of having this time. We don't like it when people are, are picking and choosing these paths, but it's also true of a practice. Like that's why ceremonial magic is so cool because it's just a formula that you can then apply. But you, you have to dive into that system. I mean, do you think that deities maybe teach ceremonial magic? But in their own way to certain people, that fits their comfortability? Yes. Yeah, because you, you, that's, that's 100%. So, for example, when I'm talking about uh, like something like a banishing ritual, for example, yeah. that's a formula and a structure for how you lay it out. But as you do that over and over, that's your fundamental. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, and I'll personify this even further. But the uh, basics at, of at what a base you do. Level, at a base level, what you can then do is say, okay, I know how this works and what this feeling is incorporating. Let me work with this entity that's going to teach me some new things because I know how to do that now. Uh, And then now maybe it's like, okay, yeah, you've done the LBRP this way. So what you can do is say, instead of doing it with all the archangels, say you want to work with uh, Hecate. Yeah. Just do that formula and do what is corresponding to that. I wanted to originally work with all of the Greek pathions. And, you know, I... Okay, originally I wanted to work with Apollo. (laughs) And I was rudely declined yeah, and then an we had beef for six <laughs> look, i don't months. work with them yet but i know a lot about them. that's that's my my uh, cousins they're all okay look apollo <laughs> i'm not saying nothing but you know it's out there um I, you know i was rudely declined we had beef for like six months i told everybody about it and every time he was like oh you fucking bitch yes sir yeah that's what you get but um you know she had finally came down with that story we had given you outside and it's just it's amazing how she came it's amazing how I got to experience it there's I actually introduced my friend to Hecate and she's been taking off wonderfully with her magic absolutely you know and she works with a different face of her and I love that because you know I not only get to connect with hey I I not only get to connect with my hey bay like that but I get to connect with Hecate in a different face and it has a different form and we get to come together as four people and not just yeah. as... Oh, that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and it's it's magical and it's important to not just me but into my Hebe because she's like, she's never experienced anything like that and I've never have either. So it's, we're getting to learn these experiences together. We're getting to experience you know, a broadened horizon of what energy can be like and how can we transmute it in between different things. And I think that's the whole point of her coming to me is to open me up and share her name mostly. And I think that's the reason why Odin has started to start, try to step in is 
I want my name spread too. Yeah. And I get it. <laughs> I just got to, I got to. Your name's pretty well spread. Give me a minute. I'll get to you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I got to give my baby some love because she's honestly, as a solo practitioner, she has done so much helpful guidance. Absolutely. Like through and through. It doesn't matter if I thought I was crazy or if I was just content with everything that is going on. She has always been there for whatever answers that I needed, no matter what time, day, and I love it. Uh, Even if I don't have the offerings, if anybody is ever worried about that, she is not as mean as she seems. (laughs) Interesting food for thought on all of those. Um, Even if, you know, you aren't religious or you don't believe in anything, you know, atheist, agnostic whatnot you could always look at gods or deities as being um energy yeah just energy and energy in general like um like if your scientific beliefs you could look at gods and deities as you know just energy and the law of conservation of energy you know that energy is going somewhere and it's going everywhere for everyone for whatever you believe it to be going for that's that's how I always introduce any kind of magic. It's like, guys, it's just glorified meditation. It's all it really is. Yes, you do word mantras. Yes, you tie things in certain ways and draw I mean, weird symbols. But it is glorified meditation. But yeah. it's with purpose. And so it has a psychological impact at bare minimum. So you don't you just know and acknowledge the energy. And that's the first thing I always introduce people to it as. But I say, however, while I love that logic and I use that to back and help with correspondence work, yeah. I like the spiritual stuff because it's fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And at this point, it just seems so natural to just talk, sit here and talk about everything that we have right now uh, just on a basic and, you know, straightforward truth on how we see it. Yeah. It's, you know, the people on the pod, people who are listening on the podcast get to sit down and see our experiences from yours to mine to his shared from yeah shared experiences get out the point <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's just all pretty much energy that's all it is energy yeah. cannot be trans it, energy cannot be destroyed or created but only transmuted and it is important to understand that it can be transmuted into the most important places but it can be transmuted into the wrong place and we have to be careful always what i learned today was that as i grow and work with different kind of deities through my practice i'm going to experience the same change that experience when i was working with angels because Mm -hmm. uh and this is i'm saying this because as, as people who are just now getting into something like this uh you traverse the tree of life in a sense or traverse your growth through your chakras and when you get to that tier like if i were to try to work with them now i'm not studied i'm not practiced i don't have the information i could just dive in and i would start to receive it that that is kind of the greatest part about trying to dive in about it is you get to come in with no knowledge as a fresh mind because if you go in already prepared with all the knowledge that you have are you really sure what you're doing like are you invoking what you're invoking or is it your mind perceiving what you've already learned yeah rather than what you were taught and applied absolutely because i mean odin is not the way that he is perceived at all like whatsoever like he just came to me as like earth and he didn't even have a physical body and that alone is just it, it baffled my mind because i expected something and it wasn't the way that it was right 
that's the whole point or the whole beauty and just diving into what you're ready not even ready for but just like what what you're ready to dive in on a little bit of discomfort yeah outside your comfort zone yeah absolutely yeah and in, in a way you have to you like, can't grow inside I that box it's like, i know i'm not ready right now because i have a path in my practice but that doesn't mean the moment i start doing that <laughs> i'm not going to get an immediate response i feel like I you're an aries man <laughs> i 100 I, I will get the response i'm looking for uh and I will then be have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. So you, it's it's good if you're doing the specific thing. Now, if you're just going willy nilly, do your thing, man. Like yeah. do what comes natural. That's right. That is the correct I mean, path. Hey, to keep do doing it. that. Take um, notes and keep if, going. If you're fo- but if you're following a specific system, then you'll realize once you get to each tier that you'll know when one closes and one ends because one will guide you to the next at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, and this won't literally happen, but at some point, for example, an angel will say, "All right." You're done here. You've worked with all 72. You completed the shim operation. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, time to go into Norse. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. That's, that full system. That's kind of how I feel with Hecate, honestly. Like, I feel like she's such a a universal being, and, like, everybody keeps talking about how she's just the Greek pantheon, but I honestly see her as, like, a time weaver. And I, there's my friend who works with Celtic um, deities, you know that's her pantheon as a Celtic pagan. Um, yeah. She, she was talking to me about how Sertrice uh, and Celtic. I can't. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, and God forbid. But um, she is a three-faced time weaver that uh, crone, maiden, and mother, mm. who can weave from the beginning of time to the middle and the end. And that, that is just like another perception of how I could see Hecate. But I see her as also a key, a, key, a gatekeeper and a key holder. I, I mean, like, I, it's just all kind of like how perception is, you know. It's how, how your guidance or your natural soul elemental lies, you know. We are all made from somewhere. The question is just where. Where are we naturally trying to go back to? Where are we naturally born or created from? Or where are we most comfortable at? And where can we get to there? Yeah. Or how can we get to there? Yeah, and we were talking kind of earlier, like applying that to just this idea that energy is always transmutable. Mm-hmm. Like, that means there's an infinite way to go forward. It also means there's an infinite way to go back. So Absolutely. just within what you can perceive in your present lifetime, you're digging as you'll go where you're supposed to go and you can dig back a lot the big a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you honestly yeah i can't even (laughs) can't even capitalize on that because it's a lot (laughs) and it you just take your time you know what i mean like that's the biggest part about this is taking your time taking what's comfortable for you and moving on and we're, we're making a lot of references to things that we're having with our own experiences that, that get to be more advanced. I wouldn't even call myself an advanced practitioner. Two years for a magician I, is no. not a long time. I wouldn't consider myself a, an advanced practitioner. Not at all. And not at all. <laughs> but but I, that that just is to illustrate, like, uh, uh, there's just so much people. knowledge. Like, Looney is spouting so much knowledge that she accumulated over the years, but that's still just, like, we're still building. Like, there's Year. so much more to build the <clears throat> year <laughs> i mean it's it's oh, weird even more to the fucking point yeah i mean it's just and honestly i haven't picked up much books because the book reading it just starts to ache me you know i feel like it's more of a job than it is a hobby i 
I want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of me, again, a disclosure, do not do this, as taking hallucinogenics in Mm -hmm. a ritualistic way. Because I get to experience things for myself, my reality, and I get to break down those walls and understand the energy of everything that is not just me but the world i think that's the uh the beauty of us being solo practitioners um we don't really read into things until we've experienced it first like we we just you know we we try to go through the spiritual notions and then when something happens we'll turn around we'll try to find something talking about that to give us more in light of what actually happened and what was happening we try to embrace it with open arms and then go back and research and whatnot like you were talking about earlier you um you didn't want to work on those things because you haven't researched them yet and you didn't want to i I guess seem um knowledgeable when working on those things but the the way i the way i look at it is is um I don't really think you need the prior knowledge. If something doesn't want you working with it, it's just going to be like, hey, buddy, fuck you. And take it. Do, take it. Reach yeah. Out and be like, hey, yeah. this is how you do it correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, hey, look, if you're ready, it, it, it should just, you know, push you along the path. But if you're not, it's going to it's going to plainly, blatantly, obviously make make you know hey um you're not ready for this you need to take it back a couple steps and it and it it will push you back a couple steps spiritually i mean it definitely will because i mean if you're not ready i mean that even goes with this reality like it goes before this physical world if you are not ready for something do not try to go chasing with your ass up and your head down try to figure out what you can while you can and move on because if you're going to continue on chasing blindsided, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to learn what you want to learn or you're not going to achieve what you're going for. It's just common sense, honestly. I can't, can't help but say it. <laughs> <laughs> know your limits. Yeah, absolutely. Limitations is everything. And that's with anything. That's with going out to the bar. That's going out with just going hiking, you know, talking with your friends, knowing when to just say hey i gotta go home yeah there there's a time for everything mm-hmm. it's like damn it jimmy you know you're a lightweight why are you trying to drink <laughs> 20 shots i'm not trying to carry you home <laughs> oh, we, we might turn this into a comedy show <laughs> <laughs> i always try i always try to keep a lighthearted tone because a oh, lot yeah. of the things i, I talk about are so yeah. goddamn dark i'm sure they enjoy it yeah yeah it, but it's like I, I live it and i'm still alive so let's laugh about it a little bit hey yeah absolutely <laughs> we're still here and yeah. kicking motherfucker fucking, try me like smile <laughs> yes be depressed but also wow. smile <laughs> We can't show you the physical memes, so we're just bringing it to you live. (laughs) Fuck it, we're doing it live. (laughs) So, I'm going to close this down, but before I do that, is there anything else that you guys want to just shout out or talk about real quick or anything Um, like that? I, I, I'm not quite sure, honestly. You know, I want to I wanna give you a big shout-out just for, you know... Bringing us here today. Absolutely. You know, you're a wonderful friend. You're... You're a great asset, not just to the witch community or spiritual community, but to my little inner circle. Because you're gaining, you're you're gaining yourself. You're gaining the confidence and confidence that you want. 
you're helping me grow the confidence that I need and you're helping me grow as a person. We're, we're getting to do this together. Yeah. And, you know, not only just us, but the people that are listening to this right now, I get to connect with them on a different level that I've never been able to do with, you know, most people. And this is a an experience that I get to horizon. And I am so grateful for you. And I am so grateful just to get to talk about all of this. I'm sure this has been like a hectic and chaotic podcast, but I'm sure somebody's going to love it. And it's, it's probably the longest episode, which is good. Because <laughs> at worst, I'll split it and then I get more content. Hey, there we go. Absolutely. More content. Always. We love it. But I mean, you know, I hope everybody here is safe mentally, physically, and if they ever need help, reach out. I'm sure you have a Gmail set up. Mm-hmm, I do. I, you know, there's a comment section set up. Like, notifications, all of it's there. Fucking do it. Yeah, we're a small podcast. I'll actually see it. Do it. <laughs> I guess a, uh, a brief summary of everything we talked about was, you know, love yourself, know your limits. Um, and if there's anyone that likes to put you down in any sort of way, uh, fuck them. You're beautiful. You, you can make yourself happy no matter what you can make yourself happy no matter what anybody says and believe in what you believe in because there is no right or wrong in this world. We all have our own perceptions. Absolutely. Love yourself. Do what you do. Do a fuck ton of drugs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. As a disclaimer, that is a no go. (laughs) I guess we should end that with saying is uh, don't do drugs, kids, and uh, if you do, don't try meth. Good night. I like it.